listening to ABQ Central. Well, to be fair. 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 With your host, Van Nunley and Fred Slow. <laughs> this is going to be so good. 95.9 FM, 610, the sports animal. The cream of the crop. And talkabq.com. Turn it up. Turn it up. Is it me? Is it, is it you, Van? But... Good morning, Albuquerque? Hashtag where's Fred? <laughs> He's here. Welcome back, brother man. You want me to take that you want me to take that one seat or you got it? Because you you have been the man on the mission for the last couple weeks here, just taking this thing, taking this bull by the horns. Ah, my back hurts from carrying this show for two weeks. Two years. <laughs> Good morning, Albuquerque. I, of course, am Fred Slow alongside me, but virtually, because we're not, I'm not quite in a place yet where I can physically be with you. Um, my co host and partner in crime and my very best amigo in all radio, Van Nunley. Good morning, Van. How are you? Peachy. I'm glad to see that you're better. You, yeah, sa- you sound um, better. No, I'm I'm in a I'm in a positive way compared to where I was, and we will get into that at length. Uh, but before we do, Mike Vitale, I've missed you. Good morning, Michael. How are you? I am doing well. I sure missed you. My thoughts and prayers are out to you because I was trying to figure out that you were in the back, way back cubby hole of Van's home. I swear <laughs> that's where I was trying to pin you, yeah. but I guess not. So unbeknownst to Fred, if you didn't listen the last two weeks. Right. Unbeknownst to Fred, we did a hashtag Where's Fred campaign. What? Where I slash the show was going to donate $100 to friend of the show, the New Mexico Ballet Company, if they could guess, number one, where Fred was, number two, what he was doing, and number three, why. Well, so, and what it was is your paint, you had actually trapped me in the nascar sex bunker basement of your parents (laughs) and there was there was just no daylight for me for some time which was actually not that weird from my normal circumstances i wear a lot of spf but yeah no it was uh it was exhilarating and it was exonerating yeah i mean you want to go into further detail why you were gone or you want to save that for later tell me what's what's your what's your what's your vibe here I tell you what, we absolutely can and we absolutely will. But before we do, Dave and Buster's presents ABQ Central live from multiple Talk ABQ studios this morning. As I am home and remote, you are in the studio with Mike Vital, and we are powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee, playing on Team 99. And so very excited about our new relationship with the Rio Rancho Event Center. We're going to have a lot of fun and excitement as we talk about what they got going on this upcoming month. Um, yeah, man, let's jump into it. So a little inside baseball. Uh, this is this is fun. And I know the listener was aware because um, so many people reached out, man. Like, even hard to put in perspective. And you can probably – I can even feel my voice kind of going now because, like, I have not at length really spoke in, like, two or three weeks, which is kind of a crazy concept. But, uh, yeah, I guess it would have been – the weekend after Thanksgiving, I was diagnosed um, with the COVID-19 van. I got it. I caught the COVID-19. You did, buddy, and thanks for not spreading it to me. But uh, we we were really worried about you there for a while. It hit you pretty you, hard. You didn't get the diet version. You got no, the hard. No. You got the hardcore, full flavor version. Yeah, this was this was not the chop. This was the full wave. This was um, 
This is a whole nother experience for your boy. So the COVID-19 hit me that weekend um, after Thanksgiving. So what would that have been? I'm trying to do the math here. Gosh, almost a month. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Um, it hit me the, the 28th there, 28th, 29th. And what it was, it was it was pretty mellow in the beginning. It was um, the, kind of that early onset kind of stuff. And, and we'll just spend the opening little segment here just so everyone's kind of caught up. But, yeah, it was uh, aches and chills and uh, a little bit of a fever and, uh, you know, the headache, all those little things. Like, and, and you're like, oh, shoot, you know, I've read about this and, and there's a worldwide pandemic. And then how difficult is it to avoid a worldwide pandemic? So, uh, so anyways, it, it, it just puts me on my tail, right? Puts me on my tail guy. And as I'm, as I'm on my tail, um, I get through that weekend and I'm just, um, what I would describe is like, um, appropriately sick. There's not like another verbiage I could really give you. Like I have COVID-19 not diagnosed at that point, but I was like, I'm sick. So this sucks. So I go down to, uh, to the check your, your nose, deal or whatever and um and and they confirm everything right so they're like uh like yeah big dog you got it um you know take zinc and and drink a lot of liquids and um <laughs> antivitamin or uh, hydrochloroquine yeah it's a like, miracle drug we're not actually <laughs> going to send you home with any medicine but we're going to ask that you just kind of hang out so uh so i did i got home and i was you know, with the extreme fatigue and nausea and everything that's associated with nausea, listener. And I get to the house, and then I just kind of sleep for like a week. Um, and it was weird because that Saturday it, it rolled around the you know, the first program you did solo, which you did so well. Like you, you and Mike Vital, I tell you what, could you could run that whole station the way you two just kind of go back and forth, get a lot of talent there. Oh, you're too so, kind and accurate. And the, <laughs> well, I'll tell you the joke I heard is right before I left um, for my little couple week I hate is here. I had done like multiple like KKOB programs. I had done like multiple like conservative political talk programs. So it was like, oh, like, like, of course, like Fred is like he he's a caught it from the conservative airwaves. Yeah. And I was like, well, this don't make no sense. Wait, hold uh, on. Hey, which, by the way, can you do that? This up. Uh, yeah, I believe, yeah. <laughs> I believe that's how you get infected. You know what they're doing Fauci to the hasn't corn, turned me no, about yeah. that yet. Van, you know what they're doing to the corn? Oh, yeah. Oh, they're putting AIDS in the corn. <laughs> <laughs> so, look here, look here, people. Whatever you do, don't eat the canned corn from the grocery store. The government, the United States government is putting AIDS in the corn. <laughs> Keep your heads about, keep your wits about you. The frogs eat the corn, is what it is. <laughs> the so, water's uh, turning the frogs gay. <laughs> so, uh, and by the way, this upcoming Wednesday, uh, Lobo basketball pending, um, I will be on KKOB at 6 p.m. Uh, for BV tonight. So that's an exciting thing. With that said, um, yeah, that first week was, although terrible to my body, it was all like COVID 19 stuff. It was, it was nothing was really outside expectation. I was dehydrated and. Um, I was struggling. I mean, I was struggling physically, but, but hey, right, 10 days, right? That's what they tell you. 10 days, and you'll be through it, and you'll be fine. And and also, like, at least in the time that I wasn't asleep, it was I was just absorbing information, right? So it's like, what can I do to kind of have a bearing on my situation? So um, that next week, which would have been, what, eight days diagnosed or whatever, man, my, if my body didn't just 
desert me. It was the most incredible experience I'd ever had where um, the COVID-19 will attack your body um, in like multiple different ways. And what it did to me was it started attacking my lungs. And that is something I'm still actually working with right now. And, and we'll get into that at link too. But what it is, is it crystallizes your lung liner <laughs> and then you cannot absorb oxygen from the air that you are breathing. I want my lungs were not functioning in a way that they were absorbing enough oxygen from the air that surrounded me to support my body. And like that is at or near about like the scariest situation you can be in the uh, you have like oxygen saturation, right, man? So the way it works is you want your blood to be at or near 100% oxygen. Like that's the goal. That's what makes your organs. The goal of your body. human body. Yes. Yeah. It usually um, does a good job about it. Well, your boy was at like 80%. So which like is, which is dangerous if the listener doesn't insane. know that. It's, it's, brain, it's brain damage levels It is oxygen. organ failure levels. It is like, it is the kind of damage that will put you in a way to where you just simply cannot, you cannot continue to live. You cannot function. And it happens very slowly because your body goes into like a triage and your body is like, Hey, I don't necessarily have to feed oxygen to Fred's appendages. I need to feed oxygen to Fred's heart and Fred's lungs and Fred's mind and Fred's liver, you know? So it's, um, so it starts rationing off what your body can do. And we so know how important the liver is for us to. Well, and I, it hasn't <laughs> been for your boy in over a month, which is kind of a crazy thought. So uh, so as, as this is happening to my body, um, I'm not recognizing it because my mind is going. So I've spent a week just sleeping and dehydrated and, and all the things that are associated with COVID-19. So um, I had a real scary day, and, I, and I'll be real transparent with the listener. I had a real scary day where um, I, ha I, I passed out. So it was, I was going from the bedroom to, like, the, the bathroom or whatever the scenario was, and um, I, I literally could not keep myself up. I, I, my legs surrendered, um, uh, fell to their – and I'm talking passed out, like, multiple hours, man. I'm talking several hours on the floor, like – just my body trying to recover in this moment. And then, um, and then that was it, man. It was to the, to the hospital. Um, Presbyterian healthcare put me in the medical in a COVID-19 medical wing for like six days. So I, I was in the hospital there and maybe the listener doesn't know I had a birthday this past week. So it was like, um, so I sat through the hospital and the birthday there and they gave me the convalescent plasma, convalescent plasma, which is, taking um, like antibodies from other individuals who have had COVID-19 and what that is, it's not a destroyer, it's an identifier, but they, uh, they gave me that to help my body start really taking on COVID-19, which was kind of an incredible little scenario. Uh, Rindevisvir, which is what they were using for all the antiviral stuff. So I had multiple days of that, obviously oxygen machines, obviously a million steroids, obviously blood thinners to get everything pumping. Obviously like the, the cocktail, that you need to literally survive this thing. Um, and then, like, wait, wait, notes, what about hydrochloroquine? Did they give you well, any well, I was, I, if I had got the Giuliani treatment right out the gate, it might have been an easier little path for your boy. But, uh, yeah, it was tough, dude. It was a weird situation. And Presbyterian Healthcare, I tell you what, just absolutely top tier. Just, if not everyone, close to everyone I interacted with, just so insanely kind and willing. And, and they took the time to explain and, 
give me just like a really good kind of idea of what's going on. Um, but with that said, obviously I was literally in a hospital bed last week when you were, when you were knocking the program out and doing so very well at it. And then, uh, and, and here I am, I'm, I'm about five days feeling okay. And I'm about two days feeling strong. So, so that's a cool thing. I'm, I'm real happy where that is. Here's the, here's the long hauler though. And, and I just want to make sure that when we're talking to the listener, this is kind of the cautionary tale here. The long hauler is my lungs are in a bad way. So it's, um, they're, they're permanently a scarred. They're permanently, they're permanently crystallized. They're, there's a lot of damage done and they will never return to where they were pre COVID-19, which is kind of a crazy concept. Um, like I said, I just turned 36, what, the, the last weekend, right? So I, w- I, d- I don't smoke. I don't do any of those, like, pre-existing conditions that people have talked about at such length. So I'm in a – I'm in kind of a tough one because I'm doing the therapies, and I got – I'm literally hooked up to, like, an oxygen thing right now as we speak. Like, um, I'm on my path to get to where I need to be, but – there's absolutely zero assurance that I'll get to where I was before COVID-19. And, um, and that's kind of a, I mean, that's a daunting ideal, you know, like it, it might be tough for me to, to take the walk up the Sandia, you know, and, and, and I'll figure it out it'll get better, but will it ever get back to before? Absolutely not. So, so anyway, so this is kind of my story for the last couple of weeks. It was, uh, Vans, parents, NASCAR, sex bunker, basement. <laughs> so Vital got super close to the answer. So the actual answer to hashtag where's Fred, no one got three out of three. Oh, no. But your old friend from St. Louis, Kelsey Robinson Hauser. Oh, good dude. She uh, guessed two out of three and she got the closest. So we're going to make a $100 donation to the New Mexico Ballet in her name. Oh, so I got I to gotta send, uh, send her a thank you card on so, behalf well, of New Mexico well, Ballet. A little inside baseball. She uh, she used to work for me, and she uh, she just graduated nursing school last week. So she was she had like because she FaceTimes whatever pretty often, and she was like uh, she tried, and I like had dodged her several times. And I'm not trying to show anyone my face. I have hoses and stuff in it. So she's like she's like I already know you have the COVID. You never dodge me. Like this and I'm like, I'm like, that is, that is intuition at best. So there's, Hey, there's your nurse's <laughs> intuition. That's how, when you know, you should get into the field or for not. sure. So, so the, the now, official answer to our hashtag, where's Fred sweepstakes was number one, where is Fred? And the yes. answer to that was <laughs> laying on his living room floor. Part of it. Second answer. What is he doing? The answer to that is watching reruns of this old house and writhing in pain and the third yes. answer why is because he's got the coronavirus and she got the actually she got the floor part and she got the coronavirus part correct so she did pretty good she just missed the this old house so. yeah well and really she didn't miss that either because because <laughs> you know how your boy is i know we're up against the break let's take it uh when we get back we'll have the phone line opens all day 505-246-0610 i will talk man i'll talk about this i mean i'm i'm transparent as possible um we will have i think in the future uh, my nurse practitioner on to kind of talk about my journey and, and what's going to happen here because i think it's important and then um otherwise sports man let's just get back to normal let's let's add a little normality to what we're doing and how we're doing it uh i know we got a good lineup today obviously 
Uh, Izzy Gonzalez is going to join us as she does every single Saturday morning to talk Lobos. So that's going to be exciting. Also joining us is uh, at 830 is Kenny Grebe. He's the mastermind uh, from Red Kenny Grebe. Oh, oh, I'm and I'm, I apologize to Kenny. I just had it in text. But, um, yeah, he's kind of the mastermind behind the 5 million light display going out there at Rio Rancho Event Center. So we're going to have him on. And then uh, Joe Aletta from – the layer. He's going to talk Lady Lobo. So it's it's a full morning. We're going to have a lot of fun with it. Uh, when we get back, what do you what do you think? College football championship for a little bit? Sure, I love it. You're listening to David Buster's presents ABQ Central live from multiple Talk ABQ Studios, part of my New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I nine, and we're doing all of our events at the Rio Rancho, uh, Rio Rancho Event Center. Back on the program, man, and we're back with the listener, 505-246-0610. It's a football Saturday. It's one of the biggest days of the year for a college football fan, isn't it? Sort of. <laughs> sort of. Like, I mean, come on now, right? You mean, I mean, what, what do you, what, I think yeah, you have a hot take coming, Fred. Hit it, Hit us with it. No, I'm not going to railroad you on my first day back. I'm not going <laughs> to tell you. The championship weekend is the dumbest weekend in the history of all weekends. And even right now in 2020, we had an opportunity greater than ever to change the way it was done and expand it to to 6, 8, or 10, or 14, or 16, and make something exciting at the end of the year. I'm going to tell you, we're going to talk about just these four teams and how if they one of them takes a loss, it's a more important loss than a different loss. And, and don't worry about losing games and – and I'm at a lost fan. I'm this. I tell you what, this is, this is just kind of a, a joke arena for your boy. This is, this is not what I want to see on a championship Saturday. Not at all. I mean, well, there, there is playoff implications. You got Clemson mm-hmm. and Clemson and Notre Dame going up against each Don't other. Matter. If Notre Dame takes a bad loss, they might be bounced out of the top four. They won't. If Florida upsets Alabama, they could be out, but. Which won't I, happen. I I agree with your sentiment. I really I do like how exciting this is. Like it's, I'm not the biggest college football guy because of basically wage slavery. I think these players should be paid in one form or another. But that's a different conversation. But with the the college football playoff selection committee is what I have beef with. I mean the biggest beef. The the championship games like cool. You know, whatever, it's an extra game. You know, the two best teams from your conference square off and then usually has playoff and bowl implications. But it seems like this is the Alabama-Clemson-Ohio State Invitational every year, and the rest of the country is fighting for the fourth spot. In the seven years that this thing has existed, seven or eight years, Vital, you know, you're like an encyclopedia with that stuff. There's never been a team outside – the big four, big five, or whatever. There's just not. Like Coastal Carolina can go 11 and 12 and 13 and 14 and undefeated. They're not going to be part of any sort of conversation. Yeah, it doesn't. Like it, it doesn't matter if you're if you're not. It does not matter. And it's not even Big Five. It's it's Big Three now, isn't it? It's SEC, ACC, Big Ten. It's whoever's the class of those three conferences. So, I mean, it's not even the Big Five anymore. It's it's the Big Three. Like, when's the last well, time? Know. I, I'll talk to you. I'll talk to you about like the A, the AAC or <laughs> the ACC, the Big Twelve, the Big Ten. I'll talk to you about Pac-12. I mean, there's. 
I'll put those guys in conversation. But like, yeah, you're absolutely right. Like, you're not gonna you're not gonna get anyone from anywhere. Like, even like Notre Dame is independent is not independent anymore. Like, just in football, you know. And it's like, it's like kind of a really gross, boring, dumb system. Like, and unless like your your intention is to just make that features Notre Dame versus any of these three cats, yes. Like, I will turn that game on. Like, do I want to necessarily watch? 6-0 and Cincinnati get in over, like, single-loss Ohio State or single-loss Clemson or Notre Dame? Um, no. You know, I don't. Like, it's it's cool that they've won a bunch of games, and it's cool that the American Athletic Conference has a team that beat other people in that same conference. But, like, like this is just – it's as asinine and unnecessary as anything that I think I could see, like, like – collegiately sporting like not professional and professionally you do i mean you get paid go do whatever but like this to me is i don't know dude it's a it's a gross system to set up the playoff yeah i mean i think there's two fixes here you got to do one you got to do one of two things to fix this because it's getting boring every year the same three teams are in it and then there's a fourth guy who sneaks their way in so you do one of two things you either expand the playoff to eight teams, 12 teams, 16 teams, something like that. That way you give your Coastal Carolinas and your Cincinnati's and these other people a shot. I mean, Texas A&M's had a great season. They had some huge wins, and they're going to be on the bubble because they got one loss. And it's, I mean, it's, it's not fair, and it's not indicative of, of a real championship-caliber football team. But you got to do one of two things. Either you expand the playoff or you do two separate playoffs. You got your normal college football playoff for the big five or the big three, really. And then you have another playoff for everyone else. So, so are you, you're of the vibe to where, like, if Clemson takes the L against Notre Dame, then you're having a conversation about A&M or you're having a conversation about Indiana or you're having a conversation about, well, probably not after last night, USC, but, like, Cincinnati maybe. or Sure. I even think, like, Tulsa's undefeated, I think, somehow. Tulsa's got one L. Cincinnati's undefeated at 8-0. and Oh, okay. Yeah, I would put Cincinnati in there. They haven't lost. I mean, it's not their fault that they're not in the SEC. It's not their fault that they're not in the Big Ten and they don't have to play Ohio State and the likes. But they did what they had to do, and they won every game, so they should get a shot at it. The committee's never going to get a group of five school in there. They've done that before with member Central Florida went two years without losing a game. Whatever a couple hours I took in with no implication towards the future. It was like, I, it was it was almost like watching meaningless football in a championship game. Sure, I mean it's it's meaningless to us, but it means a lot to a uh, West Coast fan. It means a lot to Oregon alma alma mater. It means a lot to USC alma mater. It means a lot to big time college football fan in general. Like me and you, we're baseball dorks. Like. I'll watch Marlins Tigers in April if it's on. You know, if it's the only thing on, I'll, I'll watch it and I'll love it. And I think it goes the same thing for college football dork that you know they're going to love it no matter what because it's college football and it's on television. I'm watching highlights of like the '80s and '90s, like Harvey Wallbanger and like St. Louis Cardinal, like all this kind of stuff. While I was sick these last couple of weeks, um, and which, by the way, I don't think I mentioned, and I, I should probably do that real quick. I currently am COVID-19 free. I currently have no symptoms. I currently am not contagious. I, I don't know why I didn't mention it in the first 
whatever, but just throwing that out there. But I was watching like all these old baseball highlights, man, because I, you know, you go down like a little YouTube road or whatever. There is an insane difference to me that I didn't watch it disappear in baseball to where you can't see like Vince Coleman steal multiple bases on single pitches and like the excitement of that world. Now you just watch like shortstops strike out as they try to swing for the fences. I had not realized how much baseball had evolved to like kind of this like boring like viewership or um, viewing opportunity for me because I'm so in love with the game. Like I was going back and watching like all this super exciting stuff. And I'm like, I'm like, man, 2020 baseball kind of sucked. Like 2019 baseball is kind of boring. Well, you know, I'm a big pitcher guy. You know, I love the pitcher-hitter relationship, and I love to see the big strikeout guys, the big curveballs and sliders, and those, you know, those heaters up in the zone that make people whiff. So I, I like all the strikeouts, and I like the how exciting, you know, multiple home runs are. But to casual baseball fan, which we should do a whole segment on this later, casual baseball fan is getting turned off by all the strikeouts. It's a 3-2 it's a game. And it's three solo home runs against two solo home runs, and there's 20 strikeouts. That are, that doesn't appeal to everybody. We are 15 minutes away from coming back to baseball, which we weren't prepared to do, but we don't need to be. Kenny Greeby is going to join us as soon as we get back from the break. He's from Red Shovel. Uh, he's the mastermind. Like He's the guy who's going to paint the picture for what's going on at the Rio Rancho Event Center. Dave and Busters presents ABQ Central live from multiple talk ABQ studios. Powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9, and we get down at the Rio Rancho Event Center. 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. 6 days till Christmas. Isn't that bonkers? 2020. I did longest year of my life, shortest month. This has just been it's kind of incredible. Man, you, while I was away, were able to make a tremendous partnership with the Rio Rancho Event Center to talk about their, uh, their, their magical mesa, their five million lights of, of Christmas enthusiasm and, and, and holiday enthusiasm. And I guess let's throw Hanukkah in there, too. They have goats now. I see there's like livestock. <laughs> and and I said, well, who's I was like, who put this all together, Van? I was like, I was like, who's the guy that made this happen? And you're like, well, Fred, you know, red shovel. And I was like the like the little red like shovel that I see in people's yards, like the landscape place. And you're like, yeah, Kenny Greeby, the dude over at red shovel. He is the one who set Rio Rancho up for all this success. And how fortunate are we to have him on the program? So he's joining us now to talk about what it takes to put in five million individual light bulbs. Good morning, Kenny. How are you? Hey, good morning, fellas. How are you? We're doing well, my friend. Welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me come on. I appreciate it. So tell us a little bit, Kenny. I know it's it's obviously you need to be out there at nighttime, and they're doing it 530 to 11, um, I guess, every single night, specifically this weekend for sure. But tell us, what, what are people going to see? Can you kind of give us a, from the time you pull up to the event center there and then all your way through, kind of what that experience is going to be for families? Yeah, man, uh, it's actually kind of cool the way that they got it set up. I mean, from the uh, just the geography of the of the where the building sits, is you kind of come up on a plateau and you can see what's going on, but you can't see the full scope of it. So you can tune in, uh, and listen to what's what's happening down there, uh, but as you kind of get closer to it, you get to see some of the larger pieces and uh, and just a glimpse of of, of what's going to be inside. So it's it's intriguing and uh, and it's fun, man. It's really cool. 
So, Kenny, where where did this idea come from? Did you just like wake up in the middle of the night one time and be like, oh, yes, that? Like, where did you get? Um, well, uh, honestly, you know, we were kind of we do a lot of different services at Red Shovel. Um, part of what we do is is holiday decorating, and and we do decorating for a lot of the casinos and the malls, uh, restaurants. Um, uh, dining spaces and the like, and and we were somewhat concerned about what was going to happen this year with just uh, with the government shutdowns. Uh, so back in July, with my staff, we started discussing, you know, what 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 alternatives could we do to kind of keep us moving um, and and see what 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 might may or may not be available to to homeowners and uh, and just the public in general. So back in July, we started modeling this up. Um, using 3D rendering and, 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 other, and other tools that we have um, that my architects use uh, to get things done, and, and, and that's where it kind of began. Uh, so so we, we've been working on it for quite some time, um, but, then, uh, but then we were kind of letting it go to rest and, and weren't sure we were going to pursue it, but we got a call from, from uh, the Rio Rancho Event Center and said that they wanted to do something, felt that there was a need for, uh, for something this year, and, and was like, well, oddly enough, we already have a plan. So that's that's how that's how it came to be. December third through January seventeenth at the Rio Rancho Event Center. It's a magical Mesa Xmas. This has all been set up by Red Shovel Landscaping. Joining us now, Kenny Greeby, who's the I'm going to keep using the word mastermind until you correct it, Kenny. I don't know what other word to use. Um, as you guys were building this thing, <laughs> uh, you're very flattering. That's for dang sure. <laughs> As you're constructing and you're putting it together, can you talk about that process? Can you talk about how many hands were involved in that? How many of those hands are local to Albuquerque and Santa Fe, Santa Fe and Rio Rancho? Can you talk about like the the amount of different features and maybe some things that'll be real recognizable to individuals who are experiencing this for the first time? Well, um, what we wanted to do was kind of. Uh... Take, take, well, it's mainly art, and that's really what we've kind of tried to do is build something that's unique to, to, to Albuquerque local uh, and Santa Fe, as you mentioned. I mean, we, we took, we took uh, inspiration from Meow Wolf and, uh, and other places like Disney and the like. Um, my, my, my primary architect that worked on it, he just loves, uh, loves building um, uh, rides and the things, and he, it's one of the things that he does is goes to all the art installations and, and Disney on an annual basis. He kind of has a pilgrimage. Um, but, uh, but he loves that sort of thing, so, so he's been inspired by it. But we also had a local flair associated with it as well. So we introduced, you know, uh, what, what Albuquerque looks like, uh, you know, just from a, from a light perspective. Um, the sandias and, and also the balloons that we didn't get to have this year. So we, we introduced those elements and kind of tried to immerse people into the middle of it. And so you've got lights on the sides and above you, uh, and you're surrounded by the music, uh, and it's all kind of moving uh, to the rhythm. It's, 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 it's really fun. I mean, it's fun for the family. We kind of encourage everybody to come out. Um, I can describe it to you, but but my words are going to be rather uh, pale in comparison to, to what you're going to experience when you're there. Kenny, could you give our listeners the logistics of this? What, where is the Magical Mesa Xmas? How do they get there, and how do they get tickets? Um, well, you can get tickets by going to MagicalMesa.com, uh, and you're going to purchase those for Ticketmaster. I think right now there's actually a $10 coupon that you can get, um, uh, get you $10 off that entry fee. Uh, so you, you, you can do that by going to Magical Mesa. Um, as far as where it's at, it's at the Rio Rancho Event Center. Uh, which used to be the Santa Ana Star Center. It's no longer Santa Ana Star Center, but it's Rio Rancho Event Center. Um, 
and uh, you can just find it online. I mean, there's actually there was kind of a, a really cool thing, a Facebook group that came out this year. Uh, it's Albuquerque Holiday Light Maps, and, and they've mapped out everything. So I, we're kind of encouraging people to go check out the map um, and then and just build your route on your way out to the event center. Go check out some other holiday displays and then kind of hit the uh, magical mesa as your crescendo for the night um, and just make it an evening. Fun for the kids. You know? Magical MagicalMesa.com or at the gate the night of. Tickets are $40 per car. Group tickets also available at a discounted price of $30 per car if the purchase is 10 or more. Uh, obviously, if you're me, you just want to reach out and call. So 505-891-7319. So we're going to see 5 million lights. And when you put those all up individually, Kenny, what did that do to your cuticles? Was that rough? <laughs> uh, well, uh, yeah, my guys are um... – it was cold. It's really what it was. So we, you know, we had a couple. We had a snowstorm, pretty, pretty deep snowstorm, about three weeks ago, four weeks ago, um, and 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 that kind of really slowed things down. We had about six inches of snow on the ground. So running the man lifts and uh, scissor lifts and stuff uh, was a little bit treacherous, to be honest. And the guys were getting cold out there. But but I have a really good team of of, of men and and ladies that work for for Red Shovel, and uh, and they're and they're great. I mean, they, they're 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 craftsmen. Uh, they're very skilled. Uh, and they did this thing in about two and a half weeks. They actually assembled it, so they did it pretty quickly. Um, but we have about a thousand man hours out there. So, as I was mentioning to, to to Mike, the producer on the phone, was you know a thousand man hours. It's like one dude working for six months. So it takes a good while. But uh, but we're pretty fast and we're fishing at things. And, uh, and and when you love and you're passionate about something, it's not as difficult or a chore to do. You know. So uh, and our guys are like that. They just they just get to it. Fred, Kenny, we, we almost oh. forgot to tell the listeners that we're giving away two car loads. So Fantastic. Albuquerque, Albuquerque, Rio Rancho, 505-246-0610. Call in and give super producer Mike Vital your name and number, and we will put two tickets uh, at uh, Will Call at the Magical Mesa Christmas. Oh. So get them ticks. The my last one. So wait, Van. I want to make sure I got it right before I repeat this. There's two sets of tickets we're giving away to the Magical Mesa today. That's what today. you just told me. Yes, today. Five zero five two four six zero six ten. Get a hold of Mike Vital. We'll get your information, and then we will get that out to the Rio Rancho Event Center, where you can see all of Red Shovel's hard work. Obviously, they're um, very excited to show that off, and everything's going on because. And let's just touch on Red Shovel real quick before we let you go, Kenny. Like, weeds didn't stop growing during the pandemic. Like, insects didn't stop coming. Like, trees <laughs> and shrubs are still there. Like, was this year as as different as everyone else for you, or was it was it basically um, business as usual? Um, I wouldn't call it business as usual. We had to... We had to do, do some adapting and uh, and make some shifts associated with being able to continue to serve serve the the, the population at large. But um, but you know to be honest, like Red Shell is the highest rated company in the state. Uh, if you go online and look at us on Google, you're not going to find anybody that has more Google reviews or a higher rating than what Red Shell does. And it has oh, cool. to, it has 100% to do with the people that we hire. Um, you know, we don't hire necessarily people for skill set. We hire people for value set. It's just a different way of looking at things. And so we hire people that have a good heart, uh, and then we train them to do the things that we want them to do. Uh, and and it's, a, it's, a, it's a real recipe for success. 
and we our customers love love the work that we do. Um, and so we do a lot of different things. And we can service just about anything for people outside. Um, and I encourage you to come take a look at us and, and meet some of the people that that that, uh, that that are Red Shovel. Redshovel.com, right there on the homepage. You can get a quote, 505-243-2277. Uh, they'll work with you over the phone. What's it take, five minutes? Five minutes to say, yeah, we'll come out and see you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, just even the people that answer the phone, you know, we've got really good people. They they love uh, people like talking to, to Susie, who, who we call our happiness coordinator. And that's what she is. Awesome. She makes people happy, man. Um, and, and the guys do the same thing. So, uh, yeah, if there's any any need for the for anybody around, um, we, we're we're very good at, at, at uh, taking care of people. And you've and listener, you've seen this. It's that it's a real cool. It's a yellow triangle kind of logo. It's got a. It's got a red shovel, right? You see it on trucks all over town. I know I see it all the time when I move around town. So, uh, so yeah, we're excited that you guys were able to do this with the event center. We're excited for what it's bringing to Rio Rancho and Albuquerque. A magical Mesa tonight through the 17th. Uh, 5.30 to 11, and then obviously we're giving away two tickets, so get a hold. No, we're not. We're giving away one because one is already gone. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's how it is. You bring the holidays in. Kenny, any final words before we let you go, my friend? Hey, just it's, it's uh, happy to talk to you guys. Uh, I want to encourage your listeners to come out. Dads, hey, I know it's a chore sometimes to get out there and get your kids, but, but we do it for them. So, uh, so I encourage you to do so. Pile them in the car, get some hot chocolate. Uh, take a hot look at the Albuquerque map, uh, holiday lights, and, and get out there and do it. Hot toddies for me and Van. So we there will, you go. We'll yeah. out there. Kenny Greeby, Red Shovel in association with Rio Rancho Event Center and the Magical Mesa. Thank you so very much, Kenny. Hey, thanks, fellas. You have a good day. Good dude. What a good dude. When are we going out, Van? Uh, when, whenever free. you want. Whenever the whenever the doctor says that we can be within six feet of each other, let's go. No, are you talking? Are you talking like a medical professional or a legal professional? Because legal well, professionals they mean you shouldn't you shouldn't well, be in the same place. No, you can get close to me. You just can't get close to a school or a Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, <laughs> that's see, that was the reference. Yeah, that was different. Let's grab a break and then let's put let's put ten minutes into how I used to love baseball and I still do and I can't figure out why. Dave and Buster's presents ABQ Central live from Multiple Talk ABQ Studios. We're probably made of Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I Nine and. We party at the Rio Rancho Event Center, specifically the Magical Mesa Xmas. Go check it out. 95.9 FM and AM 610 D Sports Animal. Back on the program. What a fun little sit down. Thank you for setting that up, Van. Kenny Greeby, the mastermind from Red Shovel, discussing everything going on at the Rio Rancho Event Center. Um, I mean, I'm excited. We got tickets or are they all gone? Oh, we still got a pair left. We got one carload left. Yeah. One car load, so a $40 value. Take your fam out to see the 5 million light display. 505-246-0610. Not kidding. My- when it is 5 million when you look at the pictures. Man, alive. Did you watch some of this? Did you watch any little trailers and stuff? Oh, it's bonkers. Yeah. It's absolutely it's beautiful. crazy. Spoiler alert, if you do. It's like little trailers and it's like a bunch of little features and it's like it looks like there's like chalk art there's there's goats van why are there goats yeah um got a call from our friends at uh, the rio rancho event center alex and matt and they said hey 
you guys need to talk about this story. This has a farm, and they're going to parade a hundred goats through the what? magical Mesa Christmas. They did that yesterday. I don't know if they're going to do it once a week or every day or, or however. But yeah, they marched a hundred goats through the magical Mesa Xmas. It was absolutely adorable. Little, little itty bitty baby goats. All goats of all sizes. They didn't discriminate. I tell you what. And what yeah, special looking? special shout out to Alex and Matt over at the Rio Rancho Event Center. They've been friends of the show for a really long time, and we've done some really cool stuff in the community community with them. So special shout out. Oh yeah, they are good dudes. That was a uh, that was like our coming out party. We hosted a uh, the Pork and Brew. Uh, what two two years ago out there it was obviously canceled this year, but uh, yeah, they do a real excellent job out there. Everyone is just talented and capable and smart. So those are. That's a combination of my favorite things. Things that we're uh, not used to, that we aren't. So it's nice to be surrounded by talented people because, you know, we're just, we're so lame. If I'm the most talented person in my circle, that's a get out of that circle. Sure. Like, yeah, you leave. Like, you don't, <laughs> like, you know, your strongest association should not be to me. It, that's why Mike Vitale's on this program. If you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Yes, go find, yes, go find a different room. Like, like even one like by yourself. That's <laughs> well. I I'll definitely be the smartest that. person in that room. Out of tickets, last one's gone. Congratulations, Albuquerque and Rio they Rancho. Gone. We knew they would be. But That's we're giving away two more next week too. What? All all the way up until January seventeenth, we're giving away two a week. I don't, I, tell, I don't know who you're pouring so much eggnog for that you're able to <laughs> to come up with all these giveaways for the listener. But you're uh, a dude who is a dude. Ask around the neighborhood. They'll tell you I'm the type of man who knows how to return a favor. <laughs> Speaking of asking around the neighborhood, friend of the show, Trism Trail RV, which I don't know if you saw and I didn't tell you I was going to talk about. They're doing a big toy drive this morning, Van. Woo. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, so uh, partnered with friends of the show, CU Daniels Los Ninos uh, and Chisholm Trail RV. They are partnered to uh, well, literally get toys out to kids. So if you're familiar with Chisholm Trail RD, which is ro- located there at like Wantabo and Central, um, you can make a donation anytime today. Take down a gently or unopened will distribute it to CU Daniels Los Ninos uh, for their toy drive. And then from there, uh, that will help uh, families in the community because obviously things are pretty tight right now, Van. Like like things are hard for people. So um, 40, 4921 Alexander Boulevard, that'll be this Fred, you cut out. Are you with us? We're still talking about the lovely people at Chisholm Trail RV. Hello, hello. Tech diffs back there, Mike. Okay. All right. Well, a little technical diff. That's the magic of radio here. You know, nothing ever is perfect, but you got to, you know, adapt and overcome your issues. Loyal listener. So Albuquerque and Rio Rancho, we're sorry. Having a little tech diff real quick. We dropped Fred from the the magical interwebs don't work perfectly all the time, and that's okay because you still got me, and you still got the super producer Mike Vital back there. Uh, next hour we have the lovely and talented Lobo Insider and college basketball insider Izzy Gonzalez of the Lair NM, and we're going to talk men's football, men's basketball, and women's basketball, all things Lobos. And at uh, 9.30, we have 
Lobo Women's, Lady Lobos, I don't know which way is the correct way to say it, I'll ask expert Joe Aletta at uh, 9.30 what's going on with the women's and how do we, um, in 2020, in the volatile year 2020, do we say Lady Lobos? Do we say Lobo Women's? Do we say Loboettes? I'm not sure. So when we come back, we got Izzy Gonzalez. You are listening to Dave and Buster's Presents ABQ Central live from the At Talk ABQ studio. We're, of course, powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee. We play on Team I-9, and we party at the Rio Rancho Event Center. You're listening to ABQ Central on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. things happen but it's nice that the listener gets a little break for me and let me clear my throat that's a dj cool reference yes it is and a good one thank you joining us now on the phone line is we're having a little bit of a digital line issue oh she's she's not she's not in yet we're having technical difficulties all across the board here fred got dropped last segment is he can't connect but you at least got me and Vital, and I think I can hear Fred. I'm pretty sure he's coming through the air, isn't he? We we good? Yes, we good I on that? All right, welcome back, Fred. Thank you. And the the way a little inside baseball, which is fun for the listener, is it's all it's all digital like like interface stuff. It's all like zero lag. Like it's it's actually pretty advanced. Like it's it's kind of neat what KNML does. To, and not just KML, but Cumulus as a whole, like KKOB and, and everyone is associated with it, where you're able to, to bring all these people in really seamlessly. But every so often, like it so does, the technology will catch up with you a little bit, and that's what happened to us here. But, but we're doing fine, and we're now with you. You got the majority of it out, so why yeah. not tell the listeners again what's going on? Go head on down to Chisholm Trail RV if you are so able to this morning. Um, they are taking donations of Gently and New Toys gently used in new toys. Um, and then they are through Senior Daniels Los Ninos, who we've had on the program before. They're distributing those to families in the community. So uh, 12020 Central Avenue, it's right there at Central and Montebello. That's where Chisholm Trail RV is. Make that donation. And then if you if you are not in a place where you can do that today, they are currently taking monetary donations, which they're using for warm clothes and and coats and the likes and everything for families that are in need. So see Daniels Los Ninos and Chisholm Trail RD are just doing something outstanding in the community. And Aaron at Chisholm Trail RV is always doing something awesome, and, and we're really glad to be be friends of the show with them because they're always doing something cool. Yeah, I, I agree completely. Um, and then, obviously, Izzy Gonzalez will be joining us um, very quickly. So as soon as... She is with us. We will have her on. Um, and it, it wouldn't talk. be 2020 without a couple setbacks, right? So, like, this is that's how I feel. There's no sweat off my sack in this situation because this is completely expected. And just just rolling with the punches. Vital has just informed me that Lobo Insider, College Basketball Insider, the Lair NM's own Izzy Gonzalez is with us now. Good morning, Izzy. Good morning. How are you guys? Good, good. Good morning, my friend. Welcome back to the program for the first time for you and I in a couple weeks. And this is the week to come back because Lobo basketball is doing that thing this week, Izzy. What is, how crazy is your world right now? 
Oh, it's very crazy. Well, first of all, I'm glad to have you back on the show. Oh, thank you. And, yeah, you, you came in at, you know, the perfect time. Everything's insane right now. College basketball is full on. And, of course, New Mexico's playing now. So that's that's pretty fun for me. Whenever the, I guess it would have been Sunday, whenever New Mexico took on Rice, what was that for you? What was that like? Uh, and obviously the last Saturday night, big football game, which we might touch on in a little bit, but what was that like for you to just be like, oh, hey, there's there's a ball on the court. Like I can hear sneakers squeaking. Like talk about your and, – and take off like your professional hat. Talk about your fandom for a second, Izzy. So without that professional hat, I, I was so, so excited because it almost felt like it never it was never going to come. Um, you know, New Mexico didn't really have a non-conference schedule at all until like a couple of days before that game. And it kind of happened, you know, just because Rice didn't have a game. So for me, that was awesome to finally see the New Mexico team be on the court. Because you get to see, of course, other games around the country, but this is the local team. So that's, that's even more special. So, Izzy, um, we had a really big win over Rice this past week in the first game. And then we had two, let's call them JV opponents, that the Lobos absolutely ran through. What did you see from Lobo basketball when they start to play, air quotes, real opponents? So, I, I thought you could tell, of course, that they were rusty. You could tell that. They hadn't played any other opponents yet. A lot of those guys are new, as you know. They're either freshmen or they're transfers. So they hadn't really had a chance to do any of this. And they were a little bit sloppy, of course, at the beginning. They're still making a couple sloppy mistakes, but that's okay. They're looking pretty good overall for, you know, not having practiced very much, for not being able to practice in their own home. They're, you know, in Texas. Um you could see more or less what Weir was talking about, kind of the style he's looking for. Um, before that game, they had done a couple of scrimmages, and Weir said the Lobos were playing almost a little bit too fast, and that was causing a little bit of sloppiness. They did calm down a little bit for those games. Um, you, you could see the style he was looking for, which means they focus on the paint. They're trying to control the paint, and... They don't care too much about three-pointers. Of course they do, but um, not defending them as much. It's, it's kind of like the same style as last year. If you remember, we are said, which is one team to try to shoot the three against us instead of you know beating us in the paint. So that's what he's doing. They did not defend very well. Of course, I think every team scored like double-digit three-pointers, which, of course, Lady of the Lake is probably not known for that, and probably neither is Letourneau. But... Yeah, overall, that that was the style they were going for. He said they were following the Florida State style, actually, with rotation. If you watch the games, you saw a lot of guys coming in. And that's something that you're going to see all season because he wants to get that deep roster. He wants to get a lot of guys playing with, like, fresh legs. So, yeah, pretty much a weird style, exactly what he said it would be. Here's a fun fact, Van. I don't know if you got this one here. So the Lobos brought down, and correct me if I'm wrong, is he 80 boards the other night? 80 rebounds? Are you kidding me? Yeah, almost that. Um, that was, it was a big number. It was a program record. Um, 
Of course, that also means that they probably missed a lot of shots. But overall, that's really good. And Coach Weir said that he wanted his team to focus on rebounds. Uh, I think it was like two weeks ago that I said Weir picked the two guys with the most rebounds to come into the press conference. And that's because it's important to him. He said that it's easier, well, it's, yeah, it's easier to just try to get in, shoot baskets from inside, and to try to get rebounds from there. He said, why are we going to risk, like, a jump shot? Why are we going to risk shooting from too far? And, you know, if we miss, that's it. But if you're in, if you're fighting for those rebounds, that helps you a lot. And that just, it's kind of a fight. It's kind of like that Gonzalez sort of, you know, work mentality. Whereas, like, teams might be more talented than us. Teams might have, you know, bigger players or just something different and better than the little ones. But nobody can take away from you the fact that you go in and grab that ball. So big congratulations to senior team leader, Lobo legend, Makach Malawaj. Scored his thousandth point on Thursday, becoming the 35th member of the Lobo's 1000 Club. Izzy, what does uh, Makach mean to the Lobo team? Well, we've talked about this so many times that <laughs> he's a leader for sure. Um, he leads by example. And you could tell even on that first game, I was pretty impressed. I already expected a lot from him, of course, because he's been good other years. He's not really been hiding away. And he's been good during practice. But he came in right away and played confident. And that's what we were saying that was really, really impressive about him. But all the other guys who were new maybe struggled a little bit. You know, they were nervous. And Quads was like, hey, it's just another game for me. Sure, it's the first game of the season, but it doesn't matter. He just went out there and did it. And you could tell. You can tell even, you know, second, third game. He's just having fun out there. And we are said he is playing with freshmen, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. You say he's you know, a little bit more energetic and taking chances and stuff. And that's fun to see, especially for a guy like him who absolutely deserves all of this. Lobo is currently sitting at 3-0, and and they got a little bit of time off before they get back to getting on the court. Um, are they set on a court, Izzy? Do they know where they're playing? Yeah. What is that world kind of forecasting for right now for the men's team? So they're going to be leaving Texas, and they're going to Boise State going to be playing there. Um, after that, I'm not really sure what they're going to be doing. I don't think they know what they're going to be doing. But yeah, that that's kind of the world. They're just packing all their stuff and traveling. Uh, Boise State, the, the reason they needed these games, like you said, it's, it's maybe not the most elite opponents, of course. Rice, of course, is, was good. But the other two, um, those were games they needed, of course, to practice for Boise State. The conference game, that, that's going to be the most important for, for sure this season. So they just got to keep playing with confidence. They just got to face Boise State and give them all they got. But that's their next challenge. Um, we're, of course, just trying to get as much practice in as they can. I believe they're going to get a lot of practice in Boise State, and they're going to be able to use their facilities probably for you know almost a week. Looking at the upcoming schedule, the Boise State game, is that set in stone? Like, is the Boise State? So yes, cool. So on that, yeah. there's as of right now no reason whatsoever where we would think that game would not occur. Those games. Well, it's 2020, but no, it should, it should be happening because that's a conference game. So all of those are set in stone. They've had the schedule for a while. 
um, they're going to be playing two games at Boise. So, like we talked about before, the schedule is you play two opponents in three days. So they're going to play Monday, take Tuesday off, and then play Wednesday again. Monday. So that's 7.30 local. That'll be on KKOB, right, Mike? There we go. Um, then 8 o'clock them, on... There both of them are so, going to be in um, national television as well. Ooh, that's exciting. Yeah, so it's cool when you when the Mountain West released the schedule. There's so many Mountain West games on national television. And that's that's great for the conference, of course, and that's great for fans who want to watch. So I think a, one of those games can be on FS1. Maybe fans that want to Mallow watch. Uh -huh, am I right? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. I'll show myself uh, out. <laughs> cool. Well, no, and, and that's about as exciting. So you'll have two games next week, and then we have to wait till after the holiday, and that'll be the double at Nevada. And then, and then who knows? We don't know from there. But that, uh, yeah, kind of an exciting, fun time and a, and a good start for the boys out there on the hard court. Um, I know you've taken in all the action, Izzy. Oh, give me that. Well, you know, let's wait, actually. After we get back from the break, Izzy, give me those, like, those highlights you didn't necessarily expect. Give me those things that congealed in a way that you didn't know they would. And we're excited to continue talking Logos basketball with our insider in the Izzy Hour, Izzy Gonzalez, Dave and Busters presents ABQ Central live from the ABQ X, or excuse me, Talk ABQ Studios, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. And we get down at the Rio Rancho Event Center, 95.9 FM, AM 610 D, Sports Animal. The previous game, but he was doing this full game, and that was his chance to really be that, you know, the, the starting quarterback. Um, they play really hard. Honestly, that was their best game that I've seen them, at least this season for sure. Um, they just fought for it. it. It was a fun, interesting game, and it looks like it's a very promising team, of course. Um, it's just how it's played hard, and he kind of represented what Gonzalez said this team was going to be about. Um, he said, you know, he's a walk-on who came in after a lot of very difficult circumstances, and he did it. He just went out there and got the job done. So that was a really, really fun game and right now. But I believe there's another former walk-on who did really, really well. Um, Bobby Cole, the junior running back, he used to be a walk-on, and he led the Lovelace with 138 yards rushing. I so that was, that was cool, you know, like someone who had to prove himself did that on that last game. And then I say at Chavez, you know, he had to prove himself, and he did it. So – that's awesome. Good for them and good for this local team. So, Izzy, like, as I often do, myself and ABQ Central, we got to eat a little crow right now because two weeks ago, me and you were preaching patience, just be patient with the program. Danny Gonzalez will get it together in a year or two. And then the boys rattle off two wins, two huge upset wins. What does this show about Danny Gonzalez and then the future of the Lobos program? I think it shows he's definitely building that culture you talked about. And, uh, I mean, you're not going to come in next season and win every single game, of course. Or they could. I don't know. But they they just showed that they can do it and that no matter what. Like, how much more difficult could you have put the situation? You know, like, Isaiah Chavez had to come in. And he did not expect to come in at all, like, at the beginning of the season. If you had asked him, he would have said, that's funny, maybe in a couple of years. But... 
yeah, it really shows that Gonzalez's culture, more than anything else, it really impacts the guys. Because if you have such a young guy come in, that just shows that the coach really did have that confidence in him and that that player has, you know, the confidence in himself. So that's what it shows us. It shows that Gonzalez says he's going to do something. He's actually going to do it. And he's going to make sure his players have that same mentality of like, hey, let's just go for it. Let's just try our best. I think we might have lost Fred again, so it's me and Izzy and Vital <laughs> at 2020 slapping us in the face again. Izzy, so let's talk more Coach Gonzalez. You know, he has to be absolutely stoked for those two big wins at the end. What, what did he say about the boys and their performances in the last two games? Well, he was proud of them, um, as any coach should, of course. And he was proud of, of course, Isaiah Chavez. He thought, like I said, he thought he represented what local football is about, like just working sort of mentality. Because they are a team that, of course, weren't guaranteed to win really anything. Like not a lot of people expected much from them. So he was proud of all his guys. He was proud of that fight at the beginning of the season. He and Rocky Long were talking about that. Um, physicality and just playing hard, playing nasty football, which it translates into we just want them to try really, really hard and for us to be able that they're trying really hard. So they did that. At the beginning of the season, he was like, okay, I think they, they could play harder. They could try a little bit more. But at the end, I think they did it. I don't know about you, if you watched some of it and what you thought about it, but I thought they looked like a different team from the beginning. They just looked like a more put-together team, of course. So that's what he thought. He thought, great for us, and that that culture is going to keep building, especially for you know the recruiting guys, the, the new class coming in. Um, he said this, these two wins, we're going to carry that momentum to next season. Because if you finish like that, especially on a week where you're you know signing players, how much more exciting does it get? Like, oh, my gosh, I could be signing with this one team who just won. And not, you know, the record, not great, but that doesn't matter. It's like, hey, look, this team started here and then they ended here, which is so much better and better place. Um, that's what thinks. It's just momentum carrying on. We're so proud of the Lobos football team ending the season strong on a high note. It means a lot to the seniors and it means a lot to the program and just can't say enough about how they ended the season. Really proud of these guys. Let's pivot back to basketball. Izzy, how do the Lobos stack up against Boise State? What what kind of tempo and momentum are they going to have in these games? So before we go into that, we should talk about a couple <laughs> of the guys who are definitely standing out right now. Sure. Um, because that's going to be important. Um, it's not going to be just Malawatch, although he is the senior. Um, there's a couple guys who were pretty much showing what we want everyone to do. And one of them is Rod Brown. So I won't say much until you hear worse audio because I think it's a very impressive quote. Um, Mike, do you have the audio for me? We would not be 3-0 and if, it w if we – without Rod Brown. No questions asked. His um, competitiveness, his work ethic has driven our practices, has driven our workouts, has – 
as as Coach Frank Hayes said when he signed to Tulsa, he is a junkyard dog, and Rod Brown is a junkyard dog. He doesn't know anything other than playing hard, and without us having that in practice, without him rebounding the way he does in practice, we wouldn't be rebounding the way that we do because he sets the tone for everybody else. And what you see on the court is what we see every single day out of him on the practice court. He has not had a practice where you you went back to the office and said, you know what, Rob was just okay today. He's a competitor, and, and he sets the bar for us, and he has been exceptional at showing other people the way and the level we want to play at. Wise words from Coach Dr. Weir. Dr. Weir is really into rebounds. Who hurt him in the past? Why is he so so caught up on rebounding? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like I said, he thinks that rebounds are something that you work for. You know, like you actually have to make big effort to go in there and like grab that ball. So that's that's what he wants his team to do. He said Boise State might be more talented, they might have more experience. He literally said that yeah, they have those, both of those things right now more than the logos do. But that's what he wants to go, to have his guys just go out there and do it. And Rob Brown really shows that, of course. He is right now the second leading scorer in the team behind um, Malawatch. Uh, he's scoring in double digits. Byron Matos is scoring in double digits. That's also a guy who um, I think I told you last week that he wants to get double doubles. He was like, I'm going to be averaging double-doubles, which is something, like, very, very confident for a freshman to say. But that's what he's going to do, and he did it last game. He got his first double-double. So, you know, since we were talking about momentum with Gonzalez, I think that kind of carries over as well, like, for basketball. Of course, the opponents were in, you know, blue bloods, but they won, and they had a couple guys do really, really well to get that win. You heard it there, Lobo Insider, college basketball insider Izzy Gonzalez of the Lair NM. She'll be with us again as she is every Saturday in the 9 o'clock hour. We'll be right back with more Izzy Gonzalez. You're listening to Dave & Buster's Presents ABQ Central live from the At Talk ABQ studio. We are powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9, and we party at the Rio Rancho Event Center. You're listening to all this on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Back, man. We figured it out. Welcome back, brother. Thanks, buddy. Welcome back to this segment, and welcome back to the show in general. Aw, that's kind of you. Loyal listener, if you're just tuning in, you might not know, we were we were Fredless for two weeks. Because Fred had the Corvids. I had COVID-19, my friend. I can still kind of hear it in your voice a little bit. You're, you're not yeah, back I, up to 100%, man. How you no. feeling? I, well, and I haven't talked for an hour and a half in weeks, so I can really feel it going, if I'm going to be honest. And my internal dialogue sounds off, too, like the, the way you hear yourself in your head. So that's kind of a weird thing because I wear headphones for a living. So that's my life, and, and I'm recovering. But before I recover, part of that recovery process is talking Lady Lobos, Van. You know that's part of my process. Yeah. So we, whenever we need to talk Lady Lobos, we go to experts. You so do. joining us, um, but he's not here. <laughs> oh, Joe's not I'm, on yet. So I, I think so. I'm here. Hey, 
Try not to talk over other folks. We we had so much technical difficulties the last two segments, we just assumed that you weren't there and something was wrong. So welcome yes. to the show. Welcome back, I should say. Thank you, and hopefully Joe, everyone there is doing well on this uh, cold but sunny day. We are, we are. I am on the road to recovery, Joe. Joe Aletta is joining us, obviously from the Lair and M, and puts all of his efforts and, and resources and time into covering Lady Lobos and just does such an excellent job with this. Uh, we talked the men's. We talked the football team. Let's talk the gals. Let's talk it, Joe. What's what's going on with the women's team? What's going on with the staff? What's going on with the on the court action? Well, as as far as the, the team and the staff, they're on a, a short. Uh, holiday break right now. They, uh, they left after the last game, and I think they're due back uh, shortly after Christmas, though uh, they don't know where they will be due back to uh, in this, this wonderful 2020-2021 season. Um, based on the three games that, that we've seen, I think we know what this team is. Uh, I don't know that we have any real idea how good they are at doing that. Uh, it's it's a very different kind of team. Uh, very small. Um, try to to play up tempo. They're averaging over 100 points a game, which you know, is in part due to the opposition. Uh, that 100 points a game is certainly not going to to maintain. Um, and very guard oriented. Uh, they have five of the top scorers in conference. I mean, when you put up 100 a game, you're going to rack up some numbers. But all five of them are, are uh, guards. All five of them are 5'9 and below. So this is uh, this is going to be a team that lives and dies from, from outside shooting and, and getting shots off before the defense is ready. So, Joe, one of my favorite stories Big of the year the is the Duff sisters. How, how are they doing? What do they look like so far? They're doing well. Uh, Latora Duff is, is the point guard. Uh, her sister, Latasha, and I, I may be mispronouncing that, um, is sort of a combo guard. Uh, can play the point a little bit, but really doesn't much. Um, Latasha is leading the team in scoring now with almost 20 a game. Um, both of them are capable of, of shooting from the outside. Both of them are, are decent defensively. Um, defense is probably the thing that that is most behind now because it's such a team cohesive effort, especially when you, you don't have the height. They, they, they don't have the big shot blocker. They don't have the, the, the dominant defensive one-on-one player. Uh, so it's going to take them a while to, to learn each other defensively. But they look to be a, a very good uh, addition to the team. Latora stepped right in as the starting point guard and um, is is uh, averaging about five assists a game, about 14 points a game. Um, so they're doing well. Uh, they also are, especially on um, less than stellar video, are very hard to tell apart. So... And, and that's been true for the uh, stat keepers of the games, too, who frequently have had to readjust the basket from one of them to the other and so on. But it's it looks to be a fun team, though they will have some days where the outside shooting is not there and uh, they struggle. Hey, Joe, so obviously there was a lot of offense 
at least in that last game, he had six Lobos in double figures. The last um, two, it, it seems, the last two games, they've had six double figure scores. Last two games, okay, impressive. Um, it seems like Bradbury is very good at recruiting and coaching shooters because it seems like there is some shooting consistency there. Um, certainly, so far this year, uh, they're and they're not close in shots. Uh, they have actually taken more three-point shots than two-point shots this year. Uh, and the shooting is, is largely, um, I don't want to say delegated to, um, but the, the assistants do most of the shooting, um, um, teaching, training, working. And they, they work very much on everybody shooting the ball the same way. Uh, you'll see, other than on, on drives to the basket, where you, you take what you can get, um, the rest of the time they pretty much all look the same when they shoot. Joe Aletta from the Layer and m joining us, talking Lady Lobos basketball, and we're talking about the upcoming conference schedule now. You're talking a lot about the long ball. You're talking a lot about the three. I play basketball a long time, Joe, never at the time where I'm like, we need a three here. That's never been my mindset in basketball. <laughs> I'm, old, I'm, I'm George Mikan. Send me to the rim. Like, let's clean it up. How is that? How is that long ball approach? How's that three ball approach gonna gonna pan out for this Mountain West team as as conference play is gonna open up? Because you know Nevada's currently, I believe, sitting at four and zero, and they've done some impressive stuff. And Colorado State, I think, is just holding on to a single loss, and it's seven and one or eight and one or whatever. So. How is how is this team going to live with this philosophy and what I would identify as like a very difficult Mountain West? Um, I think you're absolutely right, and and the team clearly has a deficiency in height. We have no true post player who's getting minutes. Uh, there's a couple on the roster, uh, and when uh, uh, you know, people like Azaria Robinson and Nevea Parkinson get into a point where they earn more minutes, we will have a, a bigger body in there. Right now, we don't, uh, and that is going to be challenging. Even with the lesser competition they've played, you see it on defense. Um, the emphasis is trying to keep the ball from getting inside, but once they get it inside, those teams are able to get good shots. And you're absolutely right. Teams like, like Boise, teams like Nevada, they have some big players. And it's going to be a challenge to see whether um, we can keep the ball out of the post and whether we can make their big pay players pay on defense when they're on defense enough to make up for the problems we have on defense. It's going to be tough. Joe, I'm going to pivot from the court to the microphone real quick. As you huh? as you know, the sports animals' uh, own co-host of the opening drive, J.J. Buck, has taken over play-by-play -play for the Lady Lobos. How's he doing? Has he settled into his new gig yet? Um, I, I think you can notice definite um, improvement from game one to three. Um the the biggest problem is just so many new faces that JJ has not had the opportunity to actually physically see. Um, and, you know, the, the hardest pair are basically the Duff twins. Um, if you can't see their number because of the scrum, you can't tell which one's which. Uh, so I, I I think 
you're going to see uh, some growth in that just in terms of recognizing the players. The other thing that is different, even if, if he was watching tape from previous years in terms of how the team does things, they're doing it different this year. Uh, I think he'll be fine. Uh, he's, he's, you know, not Josh Shushan. He's, he's not uh, Joe Barron's. But then the players are not the players. They're, they're different people. And, and he'll develop a style probably growing as, as the team develops its style. Uh, he's he's uh, saddled with quite the handicap not even being there in person. He's watching yes. it given play-by-play on a computer. So kudos to Sports Animals' J.J. Buck for the job he's doing so far. Yeah, I, I think if you just listen to him and then you listen to some of the, the other team's announcers – who are there? Uh, you can tell he's doing he's doing very well given the the circumstances he's in. He was thrown into something late, thrown in at a disadvantage of, of distance. Yeah, uh, and quite honestly, if he's watching the same video that we're watching, some of the video is not too great. <laughs> <laughs> is he? Oh, it's obviously. So it's obviously a weird year for media to be covering basketball. And, of course, we're getting to know a lot of the players as the fans are getting to know them, like pretty much at the same time through the same medium, which is TV. What have you heard from fans so far about the women's basketball team? Um, I think first and foremost, everyone's just happy there are games going on now. Uh, that That is certainly the biggest part. There is a little more subdued part because we don't know the players and with the women's team more so than the men uh, the long-term season ticket holder kind of fans it's a more personal relationship with the players Um, they know them more than just on the court and so when they don't have that it's hard it's hard to make that connection half the teams know and they've never they've never actually seen those players. We <clears throat> New Year's Eve is the next time you're going to see the Lady Lobos in action. Is they're going to take on Nevada? I don't believe the time has been announced yet on that. But uh, we'll, yeah, we'll as of yesterday, it's still TBD on the time. It's New Year's Eve or New Year's afternoon, af- Eve, whatever. Uh, but the time is still unknown. Bring in the new year with your Lady Lobos. Thank you, Joe, for your time this morning. Anything before we let you go? Appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. Talk to you guys later. What a good dude. What a good dude. JJ's been doing an excellent job, too. That was an excellent point to bring up, Van. He's a he's a talented young man who can kind of do it all. So how fortunate we are to be in association with him. We're going to grab a break. When we get back, Izzy, I'm going to throw you a curveball, girl. I want to know, I want to hear how you plan to celebrate Christmas next week. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Dave & Buster's presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ Studios. We're, of course, powered by New Mexico Pinion. We play on Team I-9, and we host our events at the Rio Rancho Event Center, 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. It's our last segment in the Izzy Hour, so I like to little, put a little spotlight on our girl. As Izzy, one should. You, as one, Yes. We should change it. So it's a three-hour show, so we, would act, we should actually do two hours of Izzy and one hour of Van. That's the plan. Well, I think. First off, how dare you? That's a- <laughs> <laughs> Izzy, what is a, what is a sports upcoming weekend look like for you? So holidays are a little bit weird, of course, if you work in sports, because a lot of the times you do end up working. 
Um, like, okay, leaving Thanksgiving, I wasn't supposed to be in town. I wasn't going to spend Thanksgiving with my family. I was supposed to be in Vegas for basketball. Um, but, of course, I was able to spend Thanksgiving at home. I did have to work that day. I had a couple games to watch. But Christmas, this year, I don't have to watch any games. If I watch anything, it's going to be for fun. But, yeah, it's, it's going to be kind of cool this year. It's going to be a little bit different because usually around Christmas, we have a lot of games. So, you know, you're always going to the pit and practices and stuff. Um, this year, I still have to watch some games around that time. But what it looks like, it's kind of um, you try to plan ahead. And you try to have as little work as possible on actual Christmas Day. If you have a game, that kind of sucks because you still have to watch it and you have to do, you know, like press conference and then recap. Um, this year for me, I have a story coming out on Christmas Day, but it's a story that I can turn in before. Um, I don't know if I can talk about it very much, but it's just like a holiday feel-good sort of story about what a former Mountain West player is doing for Christmas and just helping people out. So I, I'm going to be trying to turn that in a couple of days before. I'm going to try to get all my work, all my notes and stuff done. And my plan is to have, or my goal is to have the 24th and 25th off and just not watch anything, just spend time with my family. Because I think it's important. I was so much sports. And this year, I don't have to go anywhere. So luckily, you know, I get that chance to try to just hang out and Chill. <laughs> we are so super excited for your next article. Check it out at the Lair in M, your hub for all things Lobos and all things Izzy. Izzy, you are so good at your job, and me and Fred are so jealous of how absolutely perfect you are at this. So on Christmas Day, do you even see your family? Do you make eye contact with your family? Because there's like 12 basketball games. You just glued to the television, and you zone everyone else out. Man, there are commercials. Of course, I see my family during commercials. That's when we can make eye contact. Uh, no, so for holidays, and this is just like in general, it's not just a Christmas thing. Um, I don't think I really had to work too many Christmases, and it's always been minimal. But like Thanksgiving, that morning, I had to do um, a tournament because Gonzaga was playing. I was covering them. So in the morning, my family just kind of like left me alone. It's like, okay, she's doing her own stuff. Cool. Um then I get, I got sort of like a break, and I was able to like, you know, help cook dinner and all of that. And then I had another game. That was a football game, I think. It, yeah, it was the lowest football game. So then I had to watch some of it, of course, and well, I ended up watching all of it. Um, and afterwards, you have to do like the recap and stuff. So it's like a lot of breaks. Um, you see your family, but you're not there 24-7, really, like for that whole week. Um, and even for that day, you're not okay. there for the entire time. You have to take breaks. Um, for Christmas, luckily, I've, I've been able to spend more of that with my family. Sometimes I have to watch a couple games, but my dad likes sports, so I just have to talk him into watching some basketball with me. Sometimes he has football games that he wants to watch because he's a bigger football fan than a basketball fan. That's kind of it. Like We just hang out. I try to spend as much time as possible with them. I try to be more productive and finish really quick so I can do it. We've had the phone lines open all morning, and Excited to talk to Izzy is Dan, Dan, longtime listener, and I believe it's called the program before, although I don't have my running list in front of me. Good morning, Dan. How are you? Good morning, guys. What's happening? Enjoying a holiday Everything good? season. Well, you know, this is my favorite Saturday morning uh, show. I love listening to Izzy. She's got that voice that, you, you know, you got you to gotta love it. And knowledge abounds. And, uh, you know, I love this show because... The guys are so, uh, how can I say this, 
knowledgeably ridiculous sometimes <laughs> and hilarious. So, <laughs> but Izzy, you're on the mark all the time, girl, and I love hearing you on the on the radio. And really, really wish they 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 give you more segments. But uh, I love the show, guys. Calling in to tell everybody, hey, Izzy, you know Vitale, he's he, he's really good. He's the mean man, right? So you're listening to him, right? Yeah. Oh, he's awesome. Vitale's so cool. <laughs> yeah. Vitale's one of my favorite people in the world, man. So uh, I, I told him that I'd, I'd give a little uh, a word there. So you guys have a happy holiday. Izzy, great job always. And guys, always a great day. You guys make me... Uh, Make my Saturday morning every Saturday. Aww. You guys have a great holiday season, okay? Hey, right back Thank at you, you Dan. We day. appreciate it. Okay, guys. Love you, man. That's, Bye-bye. That's the stuffing I needed for my stock. Absolutely. Uh, hairs on the back of my neck are standing up. Fred, just like I predicted a couple months ago, loyal listeners of ABQ Central would have fell in love with Izzy, and she's absolutely going to take over this show. So now maybe me and Fred will do the middle hour, and you get three hours of Izzy now. That's, that's what I'm hey, telling you. You guys can call is. in, you know, every other week. Don't worry. It's uh, <laughs> too much fun. The, uh, we, were, we were talking about sports and our holiday schedule as far as Christmas. Really, you know, for me for many years, guys, it's been the bowl games. You know, it's been uh, making effort. And, and often, you know, I don't live in where I grew up, so I will travel to my home. Um, you know, my original home and it's seeing friends and it's seeing family. And I feel like so much of that connection is via taking in sports. You know, there's always a game on in the background or it's NBA on Christmas or now NFL and this Saturday, this whole week. So I think it's going to be like a very different kind of like Christmas two weeks, you know, the, 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 this week to new year's or whatever. Um, it's going to be a bit of an adjustment for me. So I'm going to do my best to take in as much as I can, but I don't believe it'll be like with the same vigor and fervor that I'm used to as far as, you know, drinking cold weisers and hanging out with the boys. So anyway, it's just kind of a weird holiday season and a weird wrap to 2020 as everything hopefully is now swinging back to normality. But Van, you do kind of unplug from sports during this time, right? This isn't necessarily your go-to have to be in front of the TV season. Well, I mean, it's, it's not baseball. So yeah. Baseball, I got a few months until I get to be like a hardcore sports dork. Uh, and I'm not the biggest college football guy either. And I kind of like dedicating this time to my friends and family and, you know, trying to do some nice things in the community. So I'm not like hardcore plugged in to the TV during this this time of year. I'm trying to be out in the community and, and doing stuff. And and it's really hard this year because of, as a COVID, of COVID. And, you know, and I know we've had our problems getting out in the community because, you know, me and you, Fred and ABQ Central, we like to do cool stuff for the community and work with our partners and sponsors and, and do really, really good things for the community and help out whoever we can, however we can. And this, you know, COVID has been such an obstacle to overcome, but regardless, we're going to power through and have a good holiday season. And, uh, I hope you have a good holiday season, you know, back with your fam. Now that you, we're in the throes of COVID-19 on your deathbed, and now you rose back like the phoenix. Are, and are people in Santa Fe, I mean, Santa Fe, St. Louis, going to want to even hang out with you? Are they going to be scared you're still toxic? Like, what's, what's going to go on? Well, and I know we've got to go to break, but I will definitely touch base with that one when we get back uh, at the top of the hour. Izzy, we're going to cut you loose until, until, I guess, the day after Christmas. So that's kind of an exciting little to go. Any final words before we let you... Let's get back to your life. 
Oh, just hope everyone has great holidays. Just be safe and have fun either, you know, watching sports or just spend it with your family. Like, family should be the main focus. So do that. Izzy Gonzalez of A&M. She's about the nicest gal you ever meet. So says Dan. When we get back, we're going to talk NFL football. We're going to talk about how people shouldn't be afraid of me because I was very contagious and toxic for about <laughs> three weeks. Dave and Busters presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio. Fire Band of Mexico, Pinon. We play on Team I-9, and we do our events at the Rio Rancho Event Center, 95.9 FM, AM 610. 10 a.m. Got through two of them, Van. Only one left before it's officially a Christmas week for your boys. How could we top those first two hours? I only now feel like I'm back in the saddle. I'm really proud of you, man, getting back in. Yeah. We, we, I mean, we discussed you taking another week and taking it easy, but you were yeah. like, no, no, I am coming back, and I'm coming back in full force. I mean, what am I waiting for? What am I, <laughs> Van, what am I waiting for? Well, I mean, for your vocal cords to come back to oh. full strength. I, I could tell you're struggling, man. I'm so proud of you for powering through yeah. this. Yeah, Trooper all the way. I got, I, I got the, I have the COVID-19 pneumonia. And I'm about to have the laryngitis. Is that what that one is? I, that's, that I sounds know. right. It sounds right. Um, so we're enjoying it this morning. We've had a lot of fun. It, the Izzy hour was great. She's tremendous. I love talking Lobos. I, I think I've told you this before. You know, not being native to New Mexico and not being native to Albuquerque, I have had to learn the Lobos. Like, I didn't necessarily have, like, that you know, immediate connection that so many of the 505ers do here. And um, it's been a cool journey, you know, just kind of like over these last three years or so that I've been in town watching um, watching just that program. Because, like, I, I get it. You know, I get now when when individuals be like, well, we were a powerhouse and, you know, t- you know, 2012 or 22 or 2002. Or whatever. I'm like, no, you weren't. You did, but I see the enthusiasm, you know, and, and Izzy really helps me with that. So, yeah, that 9 to 10 a.m. hour every Saturday, and I know Dan said it, but, yeah, that's a that's a lot of fun, and I'm glad we're able to do that. Yeah, I still remember the first time I took you to the pit. Like, I, yes. was, I, was, trying to explain, I was trying to explain to you how big of a deal in a town of a million people yeah. the college basketball is. Like, Lobo's basketball is above all else in Albuquerque, and there's just such passionate fans. And you don't know it until you go to the pit and see it in action. And I still remember the first time I took you. You didn't believe me how big of a deal it was, and we went to the pit, and you were like, oh, now this makes sense. Yeah, I was in on that. It was – and there's those little – and they keep coming. You know what I mean? These little moments keep coming where it's like – and the relationships we have with like the people involved, you know, and this is obviously a bit of a professional speaker or whatever, but you know, if it's Rob Portnoy or if it's JJ Buck or if it's, you know, and there's so many people behind the scenes over there too, where it's, you know, if it's, if it's Frank over there at the UNM or if it's all these different individuals that have just helped us with access and, and, and being part of the family over there. And, you know, and it's because of like KML and it's because of, you know, the sports animal, because, they know that, like, this is the outlet for Lobo fan. You know, they know that, like, being able to come here, you're going to be able to, like, get your insights and get your points across. And if, say, if you're an excited fan, we're going to connect with you. And say, if you're a disenfranchised fan, we're going to connect with you there, too. So, anyways, like I said, just being able to implement more Lobos in the program over the last six weeks or whatever now, 
I'm loving it. That's it. That's the bottom line. I'm loving it. So thank you to the layer and M for supplying us with all the resources and insiders that they have. And specifically Izzy Gonzalez, who's not just become a friend of the show, but a friend overall. So, um, Van, before you, before we went to break, you were asking me about, um, being able to be around people sure. after my, my COVID-19 exposure. Sure. And, the and to reset if if you didn't catch us at the eight a.m. hour, um, I d- I did have COVID nineteen from, uh, well for about for about fifteen days there about fifteen fourteen days, um, and my symptoms didn't really clear up until last Saturday Sunday, um, so I have been COVID nineteen symptom free and contagion free since the fourteenth, so about five six days now, and uh. The thing with the isolation is you have to, you have to, after you're symptom free, you have like, like 72 hours, 72 hours. It's like, Hey, hide out, just be real safe. And if you still have no symptoms, then you're in a good way because it's 10 days from when you contract and then it's 72 hours from your last symptom. Right? So, um, so that's roughly two weeks. That's what they've been telling you forever. So, uh, so yeah, I have not had, um, since really last weekend, um, any COVID-19 specific symptoms, but I, like I said, I have been battling the pneumonia and the pneumonia is a whole different uphill battle, but, um, but caused by COVID-19, but no longer COVID-19. So, so yeah, if I have a mask and, and I need to go to Target or, or New Mexico Pinion or wherever, I can do that safely and I can do that appropriately. Uh, wash your hands, keep six feet of distance, be respectful from others, all those kind of things. But yeah, no, I'm in a good way, Van. I'm, I'm from where I was to where I currently am. I am, I am as happy as I could possibly be with my, my quote unquote recovery. So is the incubate, the incubation period, 10 days, is that where you, you catch the symptoms? Is that what you were saying earlier? So, and I'm not certain where I caught it from. Cause you know, I, I, for the last eight months or whatever, have made the effort to do the right thing. You know, it's um, really the only time I have exposed anyone is Van, you know, and, and with the holidays and everything that was going on, we made the effort like two weeks even before Thanksgiving, Van and I stopped seeing each other because he needed to go see his family. And it's like we had made the effort. I say we like we're a radio couple, which I guess we are. We're, we're like, <laughs> like um, we're, we're basically common law married husband and husband. Yes. Best friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we have not physically seen each other in like. Oh my gosh! Has it really been almost six weeks? Which is incredible. Yeah, it's going on six weeks. Cause, yeah, because we've never done that. Like from the time we met, like we've literally been attached at the hip. So it's yeah, it's been a whole other thing. And um, so yeah, so from the day I contracted, which um, I, the day I was feeling symptomatic, which would have been the twenty eighth or whatever, um, I'm that would have been, the twelfth would have been fourteen days, and here we are at twenty one days. So. So I'm in a good way, symptom-wise. Like I said, all of the things that you've heard of, and um, they're all gone. So I mean, I can, I can, I'm drinking. I've been drinking coffee and honey all morning because my throat's a little rough, but like I can taste it, you know. And that was gone for some time. And I can. We were talking about the nausea. Like I can drink this coffee and know I don't have to run upstairs. <laughs> that's what the rest of us. But uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm in a good way, man. Um, it was it was a little bit of a challenging couple days there that seventh eighth ninth 
Um, that's when it was real scary. That's when, uh, and I didn't go into it at, you know, at extreme length, but, you know, with the shutdown from the, the poor oxygen flow, you know, my arms and legs didn't work, you know, and it, that's a scary thing to not be able to support your own body weight. And that's a scary thing to, I literally couldn't make my appendage, like my fingers text. Um, I, my mind wasn't there. It was very difficult. You know, I, I'm a, I'm a professional orator, you know, I talked for a living and, and to have to go into an emergency room and try to communicate to someone that this is not my baseline. Like, this is not me sharing my thoughts. I cannot connect my mind to my mouth. Um, I would chase words. I would chase, uh, I literally had to do like one and two word sentences so that I could breathe to her, to try to communicate more. And it was, um, it was just so very scary. And the thing, you know, and I don't get scared, you know, I'm six and a half foot tall and, and invincible. And I'm all these, you know, different cliches in the world. And, and for me to be scared really scares me because I never get scared. So yeah, there was, there was a, a handful of days there last week, the seventh, eighth, ninth, where I didn't necessarily know what was going to happen. And then by the time we really started to get it under control, the 10th, 11th, 12th, 13th, I left the hospital. Um, that's whenever I had a lot of confidence. That's when it was, hey, there's a plan in place. You're making the progress you need to make. Your kidneys work again. Your lungs are working again. Um, you're going to end up really good, Fred. And and that was that was an exciting thing for me. Um, and like for instance, like this is going to sound cliche, but it's like a second lease, man. You know, it's like it's like oh, you you might have dodged a bullet here, son. Like, what are you going to do with this ammunition that you still have? So, so that's going to be a downward road thing, but, but I am safe. I am approachable. Um, obviously do it in a social no, I don't, I don't know about approachable. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Fred, I think you're, you're a cautionary tale because the, the common mindset for most people is like, uh, it's just a flu anybody can get over it, blah, blah, blah. But you're not a 70 year old diabetic. No, you're in your mid thirties. You're six and a half foot tall. You're healthy. You exercise. You get out. You don't have any pre-existing conditions. So I think you're you're the rule, not the exception. Like it's it's absolutely flipped around because you're the type of guy who should just get it and slough it off like it's no big deal because air quotes, you know, it doesn't have to affect. It only affects the elderly. It only affects the immunocompromise it only affects people with pre-existing conditions but you got a really bad batch it puts you on your butt it, it almost i mean your oxygen levels dip below 80 that's wildly dangerous like that's organ failure levels that's brain damage and you're six and a half foot tall and young and healthy and it still got you so loyal listener if if you're the guy going around saying it's no big deal listen to fred's story because even someone young and healthy, it can hit them really hard. And so it sucks it happened to you, but you might be a really good cautionary tale for other people to take this just as seriously as everyone else is. Yeah, and, and you know, I have – obviously we have the program, and the program is outstanding. It helps us connect with a lot of Albuquerque listeners. and allows us well, – worldwide even. Like I, I know you and I do the program, you know, once a week, every week, and now obviously we do more programs. You were on the, you were on the sports bar earlier this week, but – the, you know, the app and the, and the website. And, and we hit, gosh, we hit a lot of listeners. It's actually staggering. 
And and with that said, it's you know we have other outlets. We have everything that's at Talk ABQ. We have all the social media stuff. We have the personal social media stuff. And I put out a like a testimonial earlier this week, kind of just um, laying out my experience with COVID nineteen. And if that thing didn't just catch like like a lot of momentum and you know and hundreds and, and maybe even thousands of interactions, and then um, just the kindest words and support from family and friends and fans and all these things. But but after telling my story, you know, the thing I, I did was, and I appreciate you giving me a couple more minutes on this, fan because obviously it's been a big part of my life these last couple of weeks, is um, is it allowed me to implore. Like, it allowed me to literally beg, you know, where like, hey, here's my first-hand account of what can happen to you. And then from there to say, hey, I really need you, family, friend, or fan, to just suspend your disbelief, you know, like – like act like you're watching Star Wars right now. Like, like whatever preconceived notion you have, or whatever early onset um, acceptance that you took that is no longer factual because there weren't enough facts at the time, or whatever belief system you have that's allowed you to, you know, reach the level of success that you currently have in your life, and and all those things. I tell you what, I give you so much credo for. I I love your core set of values, listener, but like please recognize the severity. Please recognize the importance of caring for others and taking the necessary precautions and, and putting yourself in a way to where you're not bringing possible harm to you or someone else. And that, and that is so very difficult when something is so very difficult to understand. And that's what this is. This is confusing. It's overwhelming. There's a million different avenues to it that make it even harder. Um, the joke that I told at the beginning of the show, which I think stands true, is you know, Rudy, Rudy Giuliani gets the celebrity treatment. You know, if I get the exact same celebrity treatment that Rudy Giuliani got on day one, do I have the adventure that I had with COVID-19? Van, I probably don't. Nope. I probably don't have long hauler effects. I probably don't have lung issues. I probably don't have a, a litany of things that I don't necessarily know exist yet. I probably wouldn't have had to suffer through multiple days of lower back pain due to kidney failure and if you're not familiar with kidney failure look that up it's brutal <laughs> like so so my experience insanely different than some other people have opportunity and, and could i put like focus on that could i put a view on that where i become bitter and angry and all this stuff no because my my quote-unquote 505 celebrity is not the same as as the mayor of america you know so you know, a whole nother experience it's not everything is fair not everything is equal, but how fortunate am I to have been here in Albuquerque, New Mexico, have Presbyterian healthcare system, have them have a place to even put me currently to help me as well as they did. Um, you might have got the last bed in New Mexico. Oh my gosh. It was, um, it was another world in there. It was another world, and I was out of it obviously a little bit, but the six days that I was in the hospital there um, – I was I was beyond deserving of what I got. I I I I was very fortunate. I was very very fortunate. So uh, let's grab a big fan and then let's do NFL talk, my friend. Let's 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 slide it back to the the funness that is sports. And and thank you again for letting me share. Dave and Buster's presents ABQ Central from the Talk ABQ Studios. Pirate Man, man, I was looking at the calendar, Van. Looks like there's football from like two thirty today mm. all the way to like monday night there might be a double header or something i have no idea mm. so 
So we much. Got, we got Bills and Broncos, followed by Panthers and Packers tonight here on 610. And then, guys, there's a triple header tomorrow. Patriots at the Dolphins will get it underway at 11. Followed at 2.30 by the Jets at the Rams. And we'll finish up the Sunday with the Sunday nighter, the Browns and the Giants. Sneaky, Man, sneaky this. good game. Man, I've seen the social media, and everyone loves how you and Vital have been doing the picks while I was gone. So you, you lead this bad boy, my friend, and I will uh, I'll contribute when you ask. Yeah, me, me and uh, – well, let's just uh, all, all put our two cents in on these games. Me and Vital have been doing a little pick em and – uh, a weekly lunch is on the line. Ooh. Luckily, uh, that canceled out, though, right? Yeah, After, last yeah. last week we split. <laughs> I was uh, Vital. Vital was up two games on me. Was I? Yeah, you were up two games, and then I won. The I picked the Bills, and then I picked the Ravens. So Sunday night and oh. Monday night brought me back to even. So we're even on the lunches, but we're gonna keep this going. So we're gonna do our pickums here. We'll start off with today's game, the Bills at the Broncos. You know I'm a huge Josh Allen dork, Vital, but the Broncos are sneaky good, and they've been in every game this year. Who do you got? Well, I like the Broncos' defense, but I think Josh Allen and the Bills are just a little level above them. Got Buffalo. How about you, Fred? Well, you know that Broncos promoted former XFL kicker Taylor Rusilano from the St. Louis Battlehawks to their active roster. So I believe he will put them over the top. Congratulations to former St. Louis Battlehawk XFL kicker Taylor Rusalino on his NFL debut. Who, what do you think he's going to get, like six field goals and it's going to be a 15-14 game? What's the 18-17 game? I, yes, I want to say yes to everything you just said. So. so tonight's game, which is a huge bonus for me, I get my boys, my boys in green, Saturday night special, go Pat go. I know me and Vital's answer. So it depends on which Teddy Bridgewater is going to show up to the game. Fred, can the Panthers upset the Packers tonight? McCaffrey's not even going to play, so makes it easier for you to pick. It's like that, is it? The the Packers are ten and three the Packers are. Carolina what? Like four and nine? Um yeah, I mean Teddy Bridgewater might see his season come to an end tonight if if they don't do anything. So, yeah, I got to obviously Green Bay. All right, Green Bay across the board for all three of us right there. The who's going to show up, Houston, Texas. Deshaun Watson has been playing lights out this year with absolutely no help from the rest of his team. Play the Phillip Rivers-led Colts. How many kids does Phillip Rivers have, and is that the exact spread of the game? <laughs> I, I think this is a pretty easy win for the Colts, right? I mean, the Texans can can play lights out one week and then get demolished the next. I think this is the week where the Colts' defense can can smother Deshaun Watson and the Colts have a comfortable win. Who you got, Vital? I like Indy. Fred? Gunner, Haley, Caroline, Claire, Grace, Peter, Sarah, Rebecca, Anna. Um... <laughs> That's nine kids. Congratulations to Philip and Tiffany Rivers. Will the Colts cover nine is the question. I'm going to say no. No, they will not cover nine. If, 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 that's, the, if that's it, I'm give me Deshaun Watson. 
Okay. Are you, you you saying Texans and the points or straight up? Because we're just doing straight up in your absence. Oh, yeah. I'm taking, uh, I'm taking Texas straight up because Ooh. you made me pick. But definitely Texans and the offspring. Yeah, I wonder what the spread. I, mean, I got to check the spread and see if there's more points in this spread or more kids in the Rivers household. Tomorrow morning game, Detroit. Detroit. Travels to Tennessee to play Derrick Henry, his dreadlocks, and the Tennessee Titans. I think Ten- uh, Derrick Henry is going to run all over Detroit like he's ran all over everyone else all year. He gets close to 200 yards again, and the Titans have an easy win. Who you got, Vital? And nobody can stop him either. I got Tennessee. Fredo. Former, former Mizzou quarterback Chase Daniel. Looks like he's going to play this weekend over Matt Stafford, who's been questionable all week in practice. I cannot go against a Tiger. Give me Chase Daniel and the Detroit Lions. Oh, my God. You're just throwing away your victory here. <laughs> what? <laughs> you got Houston, Houston and Detroit. Uh, Houston's not a bad pick. They, they can score 60 points. Deshaun Watson can throw for 400 yards and rush for 100. So who knows on that one? Chase think- Daniel kept Drew Locke on the bench. <laughs> Give me Chase Daniel. Oh, you're bonkers. The Chicago Bears, who are – I don't know what what is what is this team? They, they lost don't, six of their last seven. Lost six of their last seven. And they're still in the hunt for a wild card. Yeah. Isn't that bonkers? They had such a hot start, and now they're playing like <clears throat> the Chicago Bears, and they travel to Minnesota to play the Vikings. Two five hundred teams, two up and down teams. I'm a huge Dalvin Cook dork, so it's hard for me to bet against Dalvin Cook. This is a 50-50 coin flip for me. If I was putting money on it, I would not bet on this game. But I'm going to take Minnesota. Who you got, Vital? I'll go with the Bears. Okay. The Bears are going to score zero points or 30 points. (laughs) It's the weirdest team I've ever seen. For some reason, they think Cordell Patterson's a gadget guy. Oh, he's so fun. Yeah, like, hey, we'll put him in over David Montgomery, who's a running back who used to be a – wide receiver and by the way i think we have two quarterbacks i really like Allen robinson if you're playing fantasy put him in maybe um i guess give me the vikings just because i'm i'm not a bears guy yeah the, the bears are kind of like one of my favorite mitch hedberg jokes mitch hedberg said he used to be in a metal band and people either loved us or hated us i thought we were okay and to me that's that's the bear <laughs> That's the Bears every week. Like, who's going to show up? So, anyways, Seattle Seahawks travel to Washington to play the football team. Still not used to that. Still weirds me out. So, the WFT hosts the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle Seahawks come off to a super hot start. They look like the class of the NFC earlier in the year. They've cooled down. Washington is playing for their playoff lives. With that being said, I think the good version of the Seahawks show up. Russell Wilson controls the ball, doesn't give up any turnovers, and they edge the football team in a close one. Vital, who do you got? Yeah, I this is a close one. I'm going with Washington. Trap game. Guys, it's a trap game all day. The this Washington team's playing really good. Uh obviously every time I see Alex Smith drop back, I just stare at his knee and pray um he's not playing he, so he's out yeah that's what i was gonna say so with Dwayne haskins coming in there's a there's a lot to kind of 
for Seattle to adjust to here. I think it's an easy adjustment with the way that the defense works, playing against Russell Wilson in practice all the time. But this one seems like a trap. This is the one that is going to put the football team uh, right there at 500 and maybe even get them into the playoffs at a winning record. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give Seattle a loss on the road. That's a smart pick. That's a really good pick right there. Uh, also a morning game, the ghost of Cam Newton travels to Miami to play the upstart Dolphins, who I don't know who told you, Vital. Oh, wait, it was me. Miami's very good. They're very talented, yeah, and they're only going to get better and better in the next couple of years. Dolphins are loaded. They got a bunch of picks in the next couple of years. They are a franchise on the upswing. I think it's an easy win. But who knows with Bill Belichick? Who knows with Cam Newton? This guy was an MVP three years ago, blew his shoulder, and, and now who is he? he? He threw for 69 yards, nice, two weeks ago, and they won. So, I mean, is Bill Belichick going to cook up some mastermind game plan and, and, and eke this one out, or is it going to be an e- easy Miami win, Vitale? I like uh, Bill Belichick always uh, game planning against a young quarterback in Tua, so I'll go New England. That's always a good pick, Belichick versus rookies. When is the last time New England has had a worse record than Miami when facing off after any amount of games in a season? True. 16 years, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, like 2004. Yeah. So is that, Fred, you saying that you got New England? Okay, I think Fred's cutting out a little bit. I'm going to leave his there, pick. There you are. Go ahead, Fred. He's back. Okay. Okay, I'm going to leave this one blank for Fred, and me and Vital are going to move on to another morning game. I think this one's going to be super easy. The Ravens are getting hot. They're starting to play like the Ravens everyone thought the Ravens were going to be at the beginning of the year. They get the hapless Jacksonville Jaguars who are trying to lose as hard as possible and hope that the Jets win one. So they're playing for the first pick in the draft. The Jaguars are playing for Trevor Lawrence. I see a very easy win for Baltimore. Vital, who you got? Yeah, I like the Ravens. How about you, Fred? I tell you what, I'm excited about Gardner Minshew and the stash coming back. My fantasy football playoff life. <laughs> leans on it is I had to lose Taysom Hill this weekend. So, give me the Jaguars at home is is Gardner Minshew throws for 500 yards and puts it up. <laughs> You're a crazy person. All right, so Fred, I got a special surprise for you. We I got apologize. Yeah. We got a special surprise for you. We got a surprise guest calling in next segment to talk to you and help us finish out Pick'em with uh, me, you, and Vital. We're going to go to break. You've been listening to Dave & Buster's Presents, ABQ Central Live from the Talk ABQ studio. We are powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee. We play on Team I-9, and we party at the Rio Rancho Event Center. You're listening to 95.9 FM and AM 610 D, Sports Animal. It's my favorite lead-in song, Vital. Thank you for playing it again. Welcome back. You are listening to Dave and Buster's Presents, ABQ Central, live from the At Talk ABQ studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee. We play on Team I-9, and we party at the Rio Rancho Event Center. Loyal listener, you've missed him for two weeks, but Fred is back. We solve the mystery of hashtag Where's Fred? 
He rose like the phoenix, looked death and Uncle Corvid right in the eye, and survived. And as a little present, we have a surprise guest for Fred. We got friend in real life, friend of the show, slightly above average golfer, family man extraordinaire. Rob Portnoy? Star of TV and radio. Oh, KOB TV's own Brandon Ortega. What's up, Brandon? Good morning, my dudes. Slightly above average. I take that as an insult. It is. But uh, I'll take it as well. And I'll also just take a moment to uh, welcome back our, our great friend and the great host of this show, Fred. Great to hear your voice. You don't sound like Jeff Bridges anymore. You sound a little bit more like Jason Bateman now. Your voice definitely took a toll the last few weeks. But uh, it's beautiful to hear your voice and uh, that you're alive and well, buddy. Well, I appreciate it. That's so very kind of you to reach out, Brandon. And if you're not familiar with Brandon Ortega, the host of New Mexico Game Day and sports anchor at KOB Eyewitness News 4. Brandon, I haven't seen you in a long time. So you, the listener doesn't know, Brandon and I are friends in real life, which is weird because I have so very few. So whenever I was going through my COVID experience, Brandon, did you call every single day? Like, did you, did you put in that kind of effort? Are you that good of a guy to me? Well, I text you almost every day. I didn't want to bug you. I knew you couldn't speak for most of the time. But, yeah, I was texting you almost every day. And, in fact, the day that we, we knew that you were going to be positive and when your symptoms were kicking in, uh, my beautiful fiance Rebecca, who's standing right next to me, listening Aww. to you right now, uh, told, us, told me, let's put together a care package. So we, so we teamed up with, uh, with Jessica back, back in St. Louis and uh, brought you a care package because we love you and uh, – I don't know if it helped that much that day because you, you were just in the beginning of it. But, uh, yeah, man, we love you, man. And it's, uh, it's great to have you, know, have you back and just uh, on the mend. I don't, I don't know if Brandon was doing all this stuff because he actually cares for Fred or because he's so competitive and just wanted to beat me at being the best friend. Yeah, that's what it was. Because <laughs> the, the care package, it was weird. It was like CBD oil and like poopery. And it was like uh, like Fuck. weird fluorescent Fuck. light bulbs. He said it would have something Fuck. to do with my. Mi- it was a weird one. It was a weird. It was a there weird were dude well wipes packed. in there. I can confirm dude wipes, but there was also orange juice and soup, and an inhaler, which was provided by again my beautiful fiance Rebecca, who's standing right next to me, uh, who is a physician assistant, the best in the biz, and uh, she yeah she was very thoughtful with the things she put in there. So don't don't you dare. Uh, it was, it, it was bring, like bring, it was actually a survival down, kit, which was weird, Van. It was for me to to make it in the woods on my own. There was a small saw. There was flint <laughs> and magnesium. Um, this is a survival package. Yeah, the, the intention was there. Um, in case, in case you were kicked meats. out of your apartment, we had, we had to give you some outside. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> capabilities well thank, thank you so much for taking care of my co-host and, and best friend in the universe fred I, I would text fred like hey buddy can i bring you some groceries what do you need and he's like ah oh, brandon already brought me some i was like okay can i <laughs> can i bring you some soup or something like he's all no nah, brandon already got me some i was like well how about some like vitamin c in a, in a warm compress he's ah like, oh, brandon already got it for me so thank you so much also it's our pleasure, man. Pajamas. It's our pleasure. He, he, I'm just again. I didn't do anything. It was the great people at, at Presbyterian that that you know brought you in and gave you the real medicine that you really needed. And you know that that's uh, that's all that matters now, man. You're you're back, and uh, like you said earlier, you got a second lease, and uh, and you're going to dominate it. 
Hey, you know what I did as a part of my recovery effort, Brandon, is I was taking in your podcast you kept putting out, my friend, while I was sick. What is what's going on with your new endeavor? What's going on with you and Stowe and, and all that kind of stuff? What's what's in your well, world? I hope as far that was as... your I hope that was your sleep aid because that's definitely a good sleep aid uh, for someone that's not <laughs> feeling good and needs to sleep. <laughs> now you're talking about Sports Amigos. It's a brand new YouTube. A project I started with my uh, great buddy, Mike Scow, who lives in Tucson, Arizona. We Zoom each other with someone new every week to talk about the world of sports broadcasting, people that we've met over the years. It's been a lot of fun. We've got another episode coming up for uh, for this week of Christmas. And, yeah, man, it's been a blast. We're like six. Uh, this seven episode, the seventh episode will air this week, and it's brand new. It's a lot of fun. It's something – else I, I try to put on my plate with all the KOB stuff I'm doing and uh, dad life that never stops 24-7. But, uh, yeah, it's a fun little project, and uh, we'll, we'll have you guys on again uh, somewhere down the road for sure. So, uh, often a host, never a guest. I mean, that's a nice that's a nice little little moment there. No, but I'm, I'm dead serious. What you guys have been doing on the YouTube, it's so much fun because it's, you know, for the listener – it's inside baseball, really, of like what broadcasting is. You know, it's not necessarily talking about the game. It's not necessarily talking about what you cover, but it's talking about how you do it and the relationships you build and, and just how those are able to like fuel your regular life. So like if, if that's the kind of insight you like as, as a listener, um, obviously check out Brandon Ortega and what he's doing as far as the Sports Amigos. And that's the set name now, right? Like I know it was like a working title, but that's what people can search for. That's how people can find you. Yes, sir. Sports Amigos on YouTube. I created a Sports Amigos Twitter, Sports Amigos 1, because apparently it was taken by someone in Europe or something. But that's okay, because there can be more than one Sports Amigos in the world, because there's so many around the world. But uh, it's, a, it's, just, it's just for fun. It's not anything, you know, I want I to take anywhere else, but, but just having a fun project with my buddy Mike and catching up with all of our Sports Amigos uh, around the country and around the world. Brandon Ortega is such a very good dude. Um, Brandon, we were talking to Izzy Gonzalez uh, last hour and kind of talking about sports during the holidays and, and how you incorporate that in with family time and tradition. What is your upcoming week looking like, Brandon? Like, like what does KOB have you doing? What is What does the sports world need you for? Are you able to disconnect at all? I, I feel like you're the type of guy who hasn't taken a vacation in years. Well, the great Lee Faria, who I work with at KOB, him and I basically take one week on, one week off. The, throughout the last month or so since the, the big lockdown came down again in New Mexico. So this week I'm going to be off for the most part, but I will be working on Christmas from home in front of the beautiful Christmas tree that Rebecca decorated with her mom. So there will be a Christmas coverage from the Ortega household. So I am looking forward to doing that. It's going to be a challenge because Julian's going to be running around with all his Christmas presents causing ruckus. But that's, that's part of the journey when you're a dad working in the sports world. And you can probably hear Julian right now changing his pajamas into an elf pajama as we speak. And, yeah, so Christmas Day I will be working. And, uh, yeah, actually every day, Christmas up to New Year's Eve, that's when I'll be back on the air, uh, including tonight. I am working tonight, but then Sunday through Thursday I'll be off. And, yeah, it's definitely a challenge, you know, when you're, when you're a family man and – you're trying to keep up with all the things going on in the sports world, both in New Mexico and and uh, around the country. But uh, I do it because I love it. I'm very lucky that I have a job that I don't dread going into every day. I love it. It's 
fun. It's challenging. And try to just do, you know, my own thing with it. And, uh, yeah, Lee Free and I will we'll be rocking it on KOB this week throughout the holidays. And uh, so it's always fun. Back-to-back Sports Broadcaster of the Year, KOB TV's Brandon Ortega is with us. What is on Julian's Christmas list? Is he listening right now? Can you spoil it? What what did what did yeah, he, he ask? What did he, he ask Santa? Listening. What did he ask Santa he's for? He's kind of listening. Anything Mario <laughs> and Luigi. If anyone follows me on Twitter or any social media, you've seen Julian running like a crazy person uh, with a, either a Luigi or Mario costume or both. Sometimes he wears one of the hats and he wears the costume on the bottom. That's that's his big thing right now. Paw Patrol is big for him and a lot of young ones around the world any anything in that realm the avengers he loves spider-man and all and all the avengers uh, you know all, all the cool kid stuff and i'm trying to throw in the retro stuff too like ninja turtles he doesn't really know what that is still but he's got a ninja turtle shirt trying to blend that in more yeah fun stuff like that sports things here and there music he has his own drum set already at three years old which he uh, can already hit as hard as i can which is awesome so you know, a little bit of everything. He's an only child, so we spoil him, but that's what we're supposed to do. And uh, just like you did with your beautiful daughter. So, yeah, man, it's a very fortunate. A lot of blessings during the holidays for us. We're, we're happy to be healthy and safe. And, uh, yeah, man, we're going to rock some presents under the tree for sure. Star of TV and radio, KOP's very own Brandon Ortega and father of future Grammy award-winning artist Julian Ortega. Which is so very exciting. Thank you for taking some time this morning, my friend. Love you guys. Fred, keep uh, keep doing your thing, buddy. And uh, we will see you guys in person somewhere down the line. But until then, I love you guys and and take it easy. Love you too, brother. Are you getting out to the event center? Are you going to go see the lights? I'll watch it on KOB. We'll be, covering, we'll be covering it, I'm sure, and I'll I'll watch the coverage. I'll be in the sports office today. That's the beat I would go for. That's the send me out there, guys. I'll, I'll roll the I'll roll the B. Yeah. So, <laughs> Rain Ortega, thank you so very much, my friend. Thanks, dude. Later. When we get back from the break, we're going to wrap up picks, and then we're going to spoil the Mandalorian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dave and Buster's presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ Studios. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion. We play in Team I-9, and we host our events at the Rio Rancho Event Center, 95.9 FM and AM 610D, Sports Animal. Back on the program, Van. Give me the rest of the picks so I can talk Mandalorian. All right, we only got a few left, and we're up against the wall here, so we'll just power through these. Okay, we stopped at Jaguars visiting the Ravens. Everyone picked Baltimore except for Fred, who's just so right. madly in love with Minshew, he can't handle it. Go Cougs. Tampa Bay goes to Atlanta. Who you got? I got Tom. Tampa, same. I got Atlanta. Ooh, Vital Ooh. with the Shyamalan twist here. All right, in a game that hasn't mattered since 1994, go the 49ers go to Dallas. Who do you got? <laughs> Oh, I'm going to go 49ers. Yeah, Mullen's on the road. I'm in. I also have 49ers across the board. Uh, the hapless shell of themselves, Eagles, go to Arizona to play my fourth favorite team in football, Kyler Murray. I got the Cardinals. Vital, who you got? Yeah, Cardinals have to win this one. Hurts on the road. Smart pick. I like it. 
He is so much fun to watch. Him versus Kyler is going to be must-see TV. Playing porrents for Trevor Lawrence. The Jets go to the Rams. 17-and-a-half point spread, Vital. Are they going to beat the spread? Because we know they're going to win the game. It'll be, it'll be over. It'll be Rams all day. Fred? Tuning out at halftime because the Rams are, are in control of this one. In probably the game of the week, Drew Brees comes back and hosts the Chiefs. Do the Saints have a chance against the Chiefs? I say no. I'm going Kansas City. Who do you got? I like the Chiefs. Chiefs. Freddie? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not even close. Drew Brees is battered and broken. And probably what's going to be the second game of the week, the Giants, who are playing deceptively well despite their record, host the upstart Browns. I like the Browns pretty easy in this one, but this is the kind of game that could be an upset. Vital. I like the Giants' defense, rated fourth in the league, and uh, they'll have just enough offense to beat the Browns. Freddie, Cleveland, Cleveland on the road. They played too. They played too good last week. I'm, I'm in on Cleveland. Samesies and the Monday, Monday night game. Uh, the Steelers basically have a bye, but they have to play <laughs> 60 minutes of football anyway. Steelers go to Cleveland. Anyone going to pick an upset? I mean, sorry, Cincinnati. Anyone going to pick an upset? Steelers. I cannot do it. Cannot pick that. If Burrow was playing, maybe, but no. Steelers. All right. There is our pickums. I will put them up on social media. You can berate us online and tell us how stupid we are for our picks. There is something at stake as me and Vital have a lunch a week bet, which we are currently split on. So if Vital can beat Van, then he gets a lunch out of it. We'll see what happens. Freddie, you watching some Disney Plus or what? I tell you what. I tell you what, and Vital, I don't know if you watch The Mandalorian. I don't know if you're a Star Wars guy, but there is a rejuvenation to Star Wars that I I had I've only felt one other time, Van, and it was whenever the Rogue One came out a couple years ago, and I saw Darth Vader on the big screen for the first time, because you know I'm I'm 36, you know I was too young to see like the 70s, you know, the 80s. Sure, you weren't so, alive in the 70s. Correct. <laughs> so whenever I saw Darth Vader enter that hallway, which is just like a like a Jedi's just wet dream, whenever I watched him enter, that to me, I was like, I know Star Wars now. You know, I knew, I knew the Michael Williams school. I knew every – I felt it. And I felt it again yesterday watching The Mandalorian, man, for the first time in years. Disney Plus has breathed a life into Star Wars that I just don't believe I will I will feel matched again for some time. It is it is simply put the best thing on television right yeah, now. Yeah, The Mandalorian is incredible. I loved it. I uh, with without any spoilers, uh, I'm I'm going to go backwards real quick. I can't in good conscience say The Mandalorian is better than the first 3 movies because they were so revolutionary. They changed yeah, the face. Point. They changed the good face point. of uh, motion pictures, especially sci-fi worldwide phenomenon so i can't say mandalorian is better than the old star wars with that being said it's the best thing on television and it's the best thing in the yeah. star wars universe it's so well done john favreau has breathed life back into this into this universe unlike anyone else has ever done like he's united children and Star Wars dorks and passive Star Wars fans and hardcore Star Wars fans and he's doing it so well 
He's doing the best thing that's ever been done in Star Wars history. And the last episode was so phenomenal. I don't want to give away any spoilers. Not a thing. But I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. And then someone shows up at the end. And I started screaming. And I was crying. I was like, oh, the robots are going to kill him. And they don't kill him. And they're going to get a baby Yoda. <laughs> and then the other guy shows up. And he shows up. And I got so excited. And it the and it's so episodic the way it's written like it's like right now you know television is so serial and and with the way that the Mandalorian's done you can you can just catch an episode and you and there's a single solitary story in every single episode and that's the way I really like to absorb TV I also like appointment television I like that there's it's not come out like as a full dump like a Netflix series or Queen's Gambit or whatever where you just lose eight hours of your life I love the appointment aspect of it. Obviously, the and we were talking about, you know, if it's John Williams or Hans Zimmer or uh, what's Morcone or whatever the new, like the music is on point. I, it's the best thing on television. If you're not a Disney Pluser and you're not a Mandalorian guy, uh, re-energize yourself to Star Wars because the way Disney Plus is doing it, you're about to have 20 years of really good content coming out. So stoked. So stoked. They don't owe us any money for anything. We're just big fans. Yeah, we're not getting paid. For these hardcore advertisements we're doing in <laughs> real time. Van, thank you for having me back. I had such a good time. Vital, you did so good today. Any final words before I let you go, Van? Just so fortunate that you kicked the Rona and you're back here with us, and we love and miss you so much. Uh, you did Albuquerque a service by beating the Rona and coming back. Good job, everyone. GG. See you next week, Burke.